0: I'm Lily Reinhardt, I play Betty Cooper on Riverdale. I'm Camilla Mendez, and I play Veronica Lodge, also on Riverdale. You're watching Below,
1: Below the, Belt. the Belt Show! Yes! Woo! Below the Belt Show! Awesome!
0: The Below the Belt Show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down.
2: One
1: here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. Never say
3: that. Coonies never say die.
4: Wax on, wax off.
5: Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTP, Below the belt. Of F Alice, I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure each and every week, guys. My gosh. Still doing BTB virtual uh, since March of 2020 and we're over two years in uh, on the virtual format, guys, but nonetheless, we have an amazing show from top to bottom um i'd like to bring on two multi-talented panelists to the program Uh, have both also worked in the world of film and tv uh starting with that's right he is affectionately known as hardcore bloodshot he's also an avid cosplayer he's done a lot of stuff behind the camera some stuff in front of the camera jesse fresco back on btb it's been a minute
3: yeah, I've been super busy. I haven't had a chance to come back on, but I, I had a, I have some time off finally.
5: Yes! We're happy to have you back on, Jess. It has been a while. Mm-hmm. I know the stuff that you've been busy with has been really, really cool. We'll get to that in a second. Yep. Also, also joining us on the program, guys, another multi-talented person in the world of film, TV, um, behind the camera, photographer extraordinaire. He does craft services. He does standing work, acting work, you name it. Um, the one and only Simi Terrell, back on BTB.
6: Absolutely. And good to be back. And Yeah, man. I don't do a lot of stuff, I just fail and make it look good.
5: Jack of many trades and master of none? Absolutely. Another way, another way of saying it, right? <laughs> Simi, it's good to, to have you back here on BTB. And of course, uh, Myself, also a film aficionado, both in front, behind, everywhere in between. But let's focus on on the two panels that haven't been on BTB in a minute. Jesse, Jesse if you could, let us know what you've been up to. Um, if you could talk a little bit about um, the films that you've been involved with lately.
3: Uh, well, I've been working on Lady in the Lake, the, um, the TV series in Baltimore. I've yes. Been on, yeah, I, I, I'm on the fixtures department, so I'm not on set. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a job, you know, <laughs> it's there because it's, it's, it's some employment, um, but they did have some budget cuts recently. They've been having some issues, so I, I'm not booked up currently, but I'll probably be back on a little bit later, um, next month. And also I went up to, uh, Salem, uh, Massachusetts last month around the first week of June uh, to work on my buddy Seth's film, uh, we spent one week shooting Seven Straight Days of Nights. <laughs> uh, wow. And it was, yeah, Seven Straight Days. It sucked. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a horror slasher film. Um, uh, we're I think the title right now is Last Night in Salem is the working title at this moment. Um, we've only shot the main scenes, but we're going to be... Uh, cutting those together and basically pitching that to get the remainder of the money in order to uh finish off the rest of the production we've shot about a a good i want to say 30 or so pages of the film so that's, we just need a little extra money to finish off the rest of it
5: well we know how it is an independent film but i think that's an amazing coincidence jesse because our special celebrity guest a little later in program program is an actress with Uh, a project called motherland fort salem which is about um (laughs) witches that get enlisted into the army Uh, (laughs) uh, so uh i'm really excited to talk to katherine lo hagwist which will be our um celebrity guest a little later in the program but you mentioned horror thriller but you didn't mention anything about witches so stay they know salem is kind of like the town the city known for witchcraft
3: well, it's it's modern day. It, it's 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 more of an aesthetic. It's not like there's no like witches or anything. It's more of a slasher uh, than anything else. It's not there's it's based in Salem because of the history, but it it's there's no like witchcraft or anything like that.
1: Ah, okay, so, all right. Yeah. so nothing Salem without the witches. Okay, yeah, nothing still,
5: supernatural. Still nonetheless a thriller horror nonetheless, which is appropriate. Yeah, very. But they all,
3: it has shades of like Kevin Smith style of writing and stuff. There's lots of jokes that are pop culture and such it's a little bit more like if it kind of reminds me of like kevin smith's red state a little bit of that film
5: great film yeah I actually great, quite great. under it. underrated film yeah that and tusk are two of kevin smith's underrated uh, films. I did not care there. for tusk very much <laughs> got oh, his it, moments, was, but I, it was it, subversive it, that was it was yeah. wild <laughs> got his moments nice simi terrell uh what what have you been working on
6: oh man so uh Straight off a of "We Own the City" with yes. um, with my car as a uh, starring part in that because none of my nice. parts were seen. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you got the hero um, car. All right, that's they call Yeah, it.
6: right after right after that, I went into uh, working on "Lady in the Lake" as well, and uh, where I've uh, transitioned from uh, craft services to uh, stand-in to background actor yeah that
5: that is great that is great that you were able to wear many hats for uh, the same production and uh hopefully that means an invite to the rap party right guys right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> have either of you met the amazing uh queen amidala herself i call her, her star wars character natalie portman
6: i did not meet her i did uh get to talk to the uh photographer and uh stood quite a uh not close too far distance. away from her. Yeah, <laughs> she's very tiny proximity. now. She's very yeah, tiny. She, she's she lost she all is. that weight
5: from Thor. Yeah, I was because she really you know bulked up as for in the muscle yeah. department. Yeah, she to, got big and then she lost, yeah. she lost it all. She lost it all. Okay, but uh, when you see an actress of that presence, so what goes through your mind, Simi?
6: You know what? They're just people like the rest of us. Okay. So but, you you but, have, yeah
5: you got a little jaded though, in I, a, in a way.
6: Only. I, I get jaded by intelligence, and she is right up there with somebody that I want to have a conversation with. So yes. yes, a little bit.
5: All right, I like that. Very, very nice. Wow, that's great. And um, I guess we'll we'll talk about that uh, in the when we talk about the Apple shows coming up because that show leading like will be on Apple, and we'll kind of throw out a news bit on that. But <clears throat> yeah, let's let's talk about let's get into it, man. Let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment, uh, BTB style. So here we go with entertainment.
0: It is time for the Hollywood report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain.
1: All
5: right. Yeah, man. Waldo from Maryland's own Benji and Joel of good Charlotte. (laughs) All right. So, um, the box office, man, Let, let's just talk about it because uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago on BTB we played an opening promo of an actor from the Shannara Chronicles, which is pretty much a, a very little-known show on Spike TV, um, kind of like in the Lord of the Rings realm of, of, of shows, fantasy. Spike
3: TV uh, still exists?
5: Back then it did, in <laughs> yeah, 2016. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> I
3: thought that was gone.
5: Yeah, yeah, in 2016, I think it was like, um that that last uh you know ditch effort to to keep that network an actor named austin butler uh who played uh an elfin type character uh and talking to him then you know very humble very nice very cool didn't think um you know fast forward five six years later he becomes this mega star uh starring as elvis presley himself in the Elvis biopic with Tom Hanks and uh, no surprise there, guys, the number one movie, um, you know, uh, in America. So uh, I I think it's uh, I haven't had a chance to see it. I did see another top five film over the weekend. But uh, yeah, Elvis. Elvis is uh, is uh, the number one film. Um, and uh, has anyone in the room got a chance to see it?
6: Nope, have not
5: seen it, or or no. have a desire to see it.
6: I I actually want to watch it. Uh, I mean, I've been to Graceland. Uh, oh I've wow. had the I've had the fried peanut butter and uh, banana sandwiches. Oh,
5: that sounds delicious. so. Uh,
6: not not a huge fan, but I am interested in the history and the music of Elvis. So.
5: Yeah, and it kind of watches not so much a narrative but like kind of like a musical biopic of sorts
1: yeah
5: a lot of music and um initially meeting Austin, I it's like this guy looks nothing like elvis but it's amazing what 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 hair and costuming and just getting into that overall persona and i have to give it to from what i've seen in the trailers and um the clips that i've seen um hopefully we'll be seeing it uh, at some point this week but uh yeah um fantastic fantastic um performance and uh yeah a lot of people some people think this could be a possible possible oscar contender um um early early reviews are saying and so forth so um but say um,
6: he's come a long way from his old days
5: yes how, did you watch Shannara Chronicles*? Were you I, one of the like? I
6: absolutely did.
5: you were on I was one of
1: the
6: five. of the three people. <laughs> I don't know how many people watched that?
3: <laughs> I, I'm just interested because he get, he uh, was recently cast in *Dune* Part Two. Right. Uh, yeah, he's in the second. He's gonna be in the second part of *Dune*. Um, coming, I think, in two years. So right. yeah. <laughs> so it'll be him versus uh, uh Paul Atreides. I think he's playing the uh the nephew of the Baron Harkonnen. So. Oh, okay. So he'll have to shave his head, <laughs> so or give him a ball cap.
5: Oh, shave your head! I mean, come on, right? Now, all the actors that say, like, "Oh, do to shave my head?" Come on, just—I mean, it's a, for three months, you know, Get into getting, getting into character. You know, what the heck, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, um, very, very deserving of the top spot. Um, Maverick still in the top five uh, at the number three. Um,
6: still haven't uh, seen that either.
5: That is that is definitely uh, one of the better film um, sequel reboots. I call Sequals. it a sequel reboot. Yeah. It's a direct sequel, but it's just been so many years. Yeah, it, it's a, it a reboot-quel.
3: reboot it's, Rebootquel? It's so wow, long. that's it, a good way. <laughs> It's been so long like since that. the original that it may as well be a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I still haven't seen it. I, the last thing I saw in the theater was Everything Everywhere All at Once. That was the last thing I saw.
5: That was the last one, okay. Oh,
3: no, I scratched that. Um. Doctor Strange. That was the last thing I saw in theaters.
5: Yeah, which was a bit disappointing to me. <sighs> so, yeah,
3: I feel like most people walked out disappointed with that one. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, well, I, I know one movie that didn't disappoint. That was uh, the number four movie that I got a chance to see, The Black Phone, um, which uh, you know it was it was cool to see Ethan Hawke in such such a psychopathic crazy role um and uh, i think a lot of halloween costumes might come out of this of his particular character <laughs>
3: when i think about that movie i just think about the mask
5: That's, I'm the sorry. mask is uh, yeah what do you think of the mask it's
3: creepy i mean you
5: know <laughs> it works right it's a typical... i think
3: that the, the ghost-faced mask from scream is kind of worn out it's welcome so it, it doesn't it's even
1: look scary as. anymore right it's not scary like it's not I, scary.
3: I don't find those scream movies very scary it's more about sending up or criticizing the tropes of horror films I don't mm-hmm. find them terribly scary. So,
6: yeah. Right.
3: Then again, it's hard to terrify me. Right. <laughs> I'm so case-hardened at this point.
6: Yeah. Um, Have you met 2020? <laughs> yeah.
3: We we <laughs> lived through a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs>
5: um uh, And then the fifth spot, uh Jurassic World Dominion. Um um you know, uh, uh you know. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it, it was a just one of those it's, it's one of those yeah it's a thing it exists
5: it existed it dominated the box office a couple of weeks ago but due to lackluster reviews it's uh it's still hanging in there it's still hanging in there so
3: i i could not give two shits sorry. <laughs> i i could i didn't even i, I don't re- i barely remember this what was the second one? what was it lost kingdom or something like yes, that it was, that was like a lost kingdom, right? human dino hybrids or some shit like that i, I
5: I I, I remember the bird-dino hybrids. Yeah,
3: it was something like that. I could not. I couldn't care.
5: (laughs) Those were looking. I I could not. By the way, though. I couldn't be
3: paid to care. I'm sorry. (laughs) That franchise has run its course so much.
6: Okay. Uh, Well, yeah. um, I'll watch it. I'll watch it when it comes out on VHS. Exactly. VHS. I get Uh, it.
3: I get it. I get it.
5: Of course, um,. Really quick a note on Tom Cruise's Maverick past the one billion dollar mark. Go for him. This is a biggest box office achievement in his four decade career. So pretty cool. Well um, they
6: they are capitalizing on a classic. Yeah. So and and it was it was a decent capitalization on it too. I, I will have It was. To
5: say. Yeah, you enjoyed it, right? Yeah. Son? I did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, I should, it was he
3: should. He should have said yes to playing Superior Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Then he would have had two number ones, <laughs> making a hundred, making a billion dollars. That
5: that would have been something, right? Yeah. I <laughs> think that was
3: offer. I think that was offered to him, and he said no because he doesn't like working with anybody that he doesn't closely associate with. So oh wow! He, he doesn't do those kinds of movies anymore. Yeah, he does basically like he works with like two or three people, and
6: that's it.
5: So, Interesting.
6: Yeah. Uh, obviously uh by the trailer you may have seen it uh for mi5 yeah
5: (laughs) mi5 yeah oh
3: what is it it, dead reckoning or something like that or Uh, the new the new mission impossible it's a two-parter they're wrapping up the story the story the story uh, yeah the story is is the least interesting thing of those movies they're all the same i mean every single one impossibles can you get to yeah. you know i'm starting to think that these missions aren't very impossible if we're up to number seven at this point right.
5: <laughs> Impossible. it's gonna get to fast and furious yeah level. yeah it's, it's just it's, annoying right yeah um all right so we know what's going to be the big box office uh king in a couple weeks and that's thor love and thunder so oh, first yeah. reactions of course they had the red carpet premiere um uh, I believe earlier this week. And uh, apparently, um, according to the critics and social media, expectations were met. Um, film critic Simon Thompson wrote Thor, Love and Thunder is a vivid and vibrant blast that delivers. All right. Hemsworth's Thor remains a jewel in Marvel's crown. Bale's uh, Gore, the God Butcher, is a killer boogeyman blending the campy and the creepy. And of course natalie portman's um val and uh, tessa thompson's valkyrie are top-notch pairing um so uh yeah um yeah people uh, other critics have said they call it a subversive irreverent spectacle great story stakes and character building all right um a lot of people are praising christian bale's performance as gore that, that he's menacing one of the creepiest marvel villains that we've ever seen on screen all right this is a very good uh very good reviews that i'm reading so far you know um and nally portman was interviewed told variety on black swan she was supposed to get as small as possible and here on thor as we mentioned earlier she was asked to get as big as possible and that was an amazing challenge for her and also state of mind as a woman
3: well, also, um, she's, she's vegan as well, which is a big, big problem.
5: That's it's tough to put on muscle mass yeah. as a vegan. It's tough. Yeah. It's very tough. And Natalie also said um, for her next Marvel uh, film, she would love to work with Captain Marvel. Brie Larson as a fr- friend of hers, and she said that would be fun and would be cool um, if she were to or Captain Marvel? I guess that's possible, right? The next I mean, in,
3: They're know? getting into the cosmic stuff now. They're getting into the weird shit, so it makes sense to cross them over at some point.
5: They're, yeah, they're the cosmic uh, heroes. You got the Guardians of the Galaxy, you have yeah. Thor.
3: Although uh, the next Guardians film is supposed to be the last one. They're all supposed to disband after this, That's right. Yeah, and Dave Batista,
5: Dave is calling it quits for Drax. I
3: mean, that's you bad. know, good. You know, go out on a good note, you know. It's, good
5: enough, right? He he
3: at 50 don't something, don't whip it don't whiff it on the third one. You know, he like said most, it was
5: very difficult to get in that top shape that that he had to be shirtless the entire film. So he said he's very relieved. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so Comic Con coming up. Um Marvel news is that uh, Kevin Feige did say there will be a Marvel MCU Comic Con panel. Um so uh, there hadn't been one since twenty nineteen, of course, due to the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and um, but yeah, uh, Feige confirmed that Marvel will be in Hall H. So, but as far as what they will talk about, that remains to be seen. Um, I mean,
3: but they're gonna lay out their next big
5: plan, whatever yeah, it is. It's gonna be they'll like probably, they'll probably they'll probably premiere the
3: trailer. yeah they'll probably premiere the trailer for Guardians or show clips or something like that.
5: Guardians is the next MCU film after Thor. Um, is it? I believe so, right? if it uh, is then yeah that makes sense I think that, so. that, yeah that would i mean be i know nuts. they're
3: wrapped yeah
5: yeah i think simi is fact checking for us <laughs> um <laughs> another uh marvel movie that's not in the mcu but has an amazing cast is adding more stars and it's a very obscure spider-man universe character it's madam web and uh emma roberts has just been cast um of course, we already mentioned Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney, Celeste O'Connor, Isabella Merced, and Tahar Rahim rounds out the call sheet for that. And um, S.J. Clarkson will be directing Madam's Web. Um, S.J. also uh, directed um, Jessica Jones and The Defenders. Um, so that's Marvel stuff. Um Coming up on number two is uh, someone that shouldn't touch the Star Wars universe anymore, but he's completely okay to touch Knives Out. Um, they're going to have their world premiere at the 2022 Toronto International Film Festival. Um, this is probably the the third up there with the third biggest in North America film festival-wise, uh, right after Sundance, I'd say, and Tribeca. Um, so uh, that's a big one to have a Knives Out sequel, where Daniel Craig will reprise his role as Master Detective Benoit Blanc. Um,
3: what is that called? The uh, Glass Onion. The, is that's right,
5: called? Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. So,
3: is it like so, a sequel, like continuing with characters, or is it just a new thing?
5: So Daniel Craig will, will uh, reprise his role as a Master Detective. However, it's a new mystery. So you're not okay. gonna get you got he's the only returning character. Um, the new cast includes Edward Norton, Janelle Monae, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Manon Klein, Kate Hudson, and Dave Batista.
6: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, perfect segue back to this. So uh, after Thor: Love and Thunder is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Wakanda then, oh,
3: Forever. Yes. the, the, the impending car crash that will be the big. Collapse. Over. Why do you
5: say why do you say car crash, Jesse? Dude, what?
3: I could not give a shit because like I'm sorry, they should have just canceled that after Chadwick passed away. Really? Like seriously, just just pretend he's this off. This is in...
5: the this is the Oscar nominated Marvel film. No do other think, Oscar. Did it really uh, Marvel deserve
7: film. that though? Uh,
5: Best Picture's kind of. I mean, that's great for an Oscar movie for a yes,
1: Marvel. Yes, but
3: did it yeah. deserve it though? Uh, it's just it Iron Man. It didn't win.
5: It didn't win didn't win well of course so. it didn't win <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, to it's, be among it's, all those great films which i can't recall which it, what it went up against but still um that that speaks volumes to have a marvel movie which traditionally marvel movies dc star wars they're ignored by the oscars they don't give a rat's yeah. ass out, except for special effects you know categories so you know um i don't know i mean uh yeah, so we'll have to see how... Yeah, that's technically the premiere of The Knives Out is for the Toronto Festival. And the, there's another murder mystery hitting, hitting uh, theaters this year. It's called See How They Run, and it's Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan investigating a, a suspicious murder in 19...
3: Oh, 90- yeah, I saw a poster for this.
5: Yeah, yeah. the trailer is really, really good, actually. Yeah. I,
3: I really. I have no idea what it's about.
5: Well, uh, it takes place in the West End, where plans for a movie version of the sm- smash hit play come to a abrupt halt after a Hollywood director, played by Adrian Brody, is murdered. So um, Rockwell and an eager rookie, well, inspector, uh, and uh, a rookie Ronin take on the case, find themselves thrown into a puzzling whodunit. So, uh, and, and you know, in the realm Of, of Nines Out, that is
1: That's okay. number three on my
5: list Number four um, Really impressive trailer uh, 13 Lives, this is uh, based on a true story Of the 12 um, Soccer players, young boys uh, And their coach trapped uh, In a flooding Thai cave um, The uh, Trailer just dropped uh, Colin Farrell is in it And um vigo mortensen's in it um and they're part of the rescue mission and all 13 people were alive it was a happy ending i know it's a spoiler alert from a true story but
3: Uh, yeah, spoiler alert for something i can look up online (laughs) right (laughs) they are okay but
5: according to the trailer the, the effects look really good you know uh and um yeah, um, although everyone in the cave was rescued, one um, Thai Navy SEAL died of asphyxiation during attempted rescue. Um, I think so. Only that was the only trage- uh, <clears throat> tragedy/slash um, casualty. Um, number five. Uh, a few of us have worked closely with John Bernthal. Um He's got a movie, very interesting type of a role. It's called Sharp Stick. It's Lena Dunham from Girls' Fame.
3: Oh, I hate her.
5: Uh, apparently, <laughs> I, I still- really
3: hate her so much. I'm
1: <laughs> ah, sorry. I
3: just watch
5: this film, then I'm guessing she's
3: not as bad as Amy Schumer, but she's close.
5: <laughs> oh, <wow>. she <laughs> <Council> <laughs> University, so I, I know.
3: I, I really do not like <laughs> Lena Dunham at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: sorry. Uh, I used to really like girls, and I just, I just, the moment all that crap came out about her, I'm like, you know what? You're an awful human being.
5: Yeah, she's had some controversies. She's a a bad,
3: bad person.
5: Yeah. Well, um, the movie is about um, Sarah Jo, played by Christine Froseth, socially and sexually awkward um, young girl. Um, who's also a caregiver That lives in the outskirts of Hollywood With her mother played by J- Jennifer Jason Lee And she seeks uh, Longing for a sexual Connection with a guy Apparently um, Begins an affair with John Bernthal's character Josh Who is the father of the special needs Kid that she watches So a um, little, little uh, little controversial You know I mean uh, you know, the babysitter's uh, Sleeping with the uh, uh, which, ha- you know, ha- I'm sure has happened in real life. <laughs> I'm, I'm. There's a whole
3: porn site dedicated to dedicated it. Dedicated so I'm sure life. it's
1: happened.
3: <laughs> oh man.
5: Jesse, disclosure. I think I've seen that one. Actually. <laughs> I
3: think we all have. <laughs> uh,
5: but yeah, uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess it was controversial because the kid was the uh, the kid that she was watching was autistic or. Um and she was like socially awkward and socially and sexually awkward. I guess if that's a word. Um, but really at that point in her life, her character's 26 and hasn't had a sexual relationship, so she's going a little nuts. Um, so I guess it makes sense. She's gonna grab the Punisher for some punishment. That's
6: <laughs> anyway. Uh, I believe I believe that uh, term sexually awkward. I think uh, every guy has coined that term. Yeah, at least once. Has coined it. Oh, <laughs> it
5: has occurred to every guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
6: Absolutely. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah,
5: more than we want to admit, but yeah. That sounds like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we talk about hero guys, I'm a little later in the program. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, what a crazy episode. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, let's see. George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Um, they have a romantic comedy together called Ticket to Paradise. So... They are two exes that find themselves on a shared mission to stop their daughter's wedding from happening. And their daughter is played by Caitlin Deaver. Um, Like a fun, fun film. Kind of good to see those two uh, big names uh, uh, in a project together. Um, It's going to end
3: with the wedding still happening.
5: The, the wedding it's got to have a happy ending
3: right? I, I know exactly <laughs> what's gonna happen
5: to prove it first and then they, they learn to like um, yeah blah blah blah
3: yeah, yeah you've seen it it's called father of the bride it's the same <laughs> movie.
5: it's the same thing <laughs> same. all right uh we just got word ghostbusters afterlife sequel will happen um the sequel will drop on december 20th 2023 uh, and all the original cast is coming back: Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, um, and of course, it was a very now that's just like Top Gun, a very successful reboot. We bootquel? Is that the term? Yes, rebootquel. <laughs> <Re-boot-quill. laughs> <laughs> you got to honor. You have to honor the predecessor, um, and that's what Ghostbusters did. That's what Cobra Kai does. That's what Top Gun does. You, you not only do you honor the previous films, TV show, and then you don't rehash it in the new project. You make it a unique story. I would
3: argue that Ghostbusters does rehash, but continue.
5: And you, and you, and then, (laughs) yeah, a little bit. And then you, you honor a little bit. It's the same movie. The new, the new characters, (laughs) old characters equally. And that's what I think. That's why those three franchises, uh, Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, Top Gun. Um, in recent memory, are the three um, reboot quills that have excelled for sure. Oh, if anyone can think of another one, let me know. No, like.
6: This is this is the year of the reboot quills. Uh, <laughs> so you got Hocus Pocus coming out again. Yes. You got, uh, yes. Uh, you, we had Top Gun. Uh, yep. What else is you got? A uh, Avatar is coming out.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, which is basically going to be just a reboot Because it's been like, what, 13 years since the last one? <laughs> it's been a long time it's Does time.
4: anybody care?
5: Like I said, I don't remember any of the characters
4: I, names. D- I don't remember
3: anything from that movie Right, right I remember so. it was pretty, and that's all I remember But right. yeah, it's like, I just <laughs> Just don't give a shit yeah. <laughs> If, right, if we
6: learned eight. anything We know that people will care about Blue lives
5: Blue lives matter Blue lives matter Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> I get
5: it. I, I can see that. I can see that. I can see some some certain groups getting a little... Dave the Blue Man group. Up in, little upping arms of that, or the Smurfs or whatever. Um, all right, the Barbie movie. They just released some uh, production stills. Uh, I feel like
3: an asshole because I actually really want to see it because it's Greta Gerwig, and I really like Greta Gerwig.
5: <laughs> and she was great, great in Lady Bird, Little Women. She's directing... Of course, anyone that knows me knows that Margot Robbie is the queen. Yeah. I worship her up and down. I can't wait to see. I saw some on-set photos of her in neon pink with Ryan Gosling. And, of course, the the ladies all got all crazy for Ryan Gosling when those uh, images uh, resurfaced last last week. Um, But, um, yeah, they're putting a lot of stock into the costuming. I mean, the it's
3: meant isn't it supposed to be like they make it into the real world or something? It's
5: one of those movies. Yeah, I, I think I think so, but it's an I don't... Uh, from what I've seen, because I don't know much of the plot, it, it looks like the whole neon world. It's all about that neon world. So you're okay. gonna have that reflected in the set dressing and the costumes. In fact, they're getting the little woman costume designer back.
3: Yeah, uh, I love the fact that Greta Gerwig herself actually dresses like the actual actors on set to maintain the vibe on the set. So she'll yeah, she dress. Does. She'll dress appropriately for the film she's working on.
5: That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I dig that.
3: She has enough pull that she can let she can do basically just do whatever she wants.
5: And she could probably get on and do a cameo too if she wanted to. Um, in so. I, don't think, set. I don't
3: think she cameos in her own movies. Yeah. I think she does.
5: Yeah. She's a so. great actress too. You figure yeah, she was. She's
3: good. She's in uh what was that what was that movie with uh Ben Stiller? What was it? Oh uh Greenberg.
5: Greenberg, okay
3: I like Greenberg. Greenberg's quite, quite she good. She was good in that, huh? Yeah. I typically don't like Ben Stiller, but I like that movie.
5: <laughs> All right. So those are like the bigger budget films, but there's some smaller budget films that a lot of people are looking forward to. Uh one is with Amy Adams. Uh, called Night Bitch. Okay, interesting title, Night Bitch. Um, so this tells the tale of a suburban mom throw, thrown into a stay-at-home routine of raising a toddler. Okay, it sounds very interesting there, sarcastically, of course. Uh, as she embraces the feral power deeply rooted in motherhood, she becomes increasingly aware of the bizarre and signs that she may be turning into a dog. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Alright move share. on move Yeah. On. I'm Amy not watching Adams,
5: that <laughs> It's based <laughs> It's based on Rachel Yoder's debut novel So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's how I, I feel about you. that That's, That's me. how you feel about it <laughs> Spreading COVID no, just mm-hmm. um, On 8, 824 Which has a lot of great films um, There's a film called Love Lies Bleeding They just announced a cast Dave Franco, at Harris, Jenna Malone Katie O'Brien, and basically it's uh, described as a romance driven by ego, desire, and the American dream. That's all I have on that particular project, but pretty damn good cast. Um, Russell Crowe doing a film called The Pope's Exorcist. All right, this is a supernatural thriller Um, uh, directed by Julius Avery, who uh, directed the horror movie Overlord. Um, he'll play. Like Overlord. Yeah. You like Overlord, right? Okay, yeah, so you no, might. Yeah. Like
3: this. It, it's the Wolfenstein movie. That's not Wolfenstein, right? It, it's just just Wolfenstein. That's all it is.
5: So uh, Crow plays a real life figure, Father Gabriel Amor, a priest who acted as chief exorcist of the Vatican and performed more than one hundred thousand exorcisms in his lifetime. Smokes. oh smokes! I guess I as have long,
3: a long feeling... as he's not playing. I have a feeling a lot of those were not real exorcists.
6: <laughs> yeah, well, I have a as long like... as you can make somebody think that you are. Yeah. As long as, as you long can make
3: someone I'm... think that they're actually possessed, you can get away with
5: it. You can get away with <laughs>
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, all right. Um, what else? Um, this is kind of a fun news, not really news, but Christian Bale, which is number 10 on my list. Um, Christian Bale said that he would return to portray Batman. I don't know why we would need it, but he said only if Christopher Nolan came back to um, when he was asked if he would reprise his role. Dude, we got two Batman already, man. And uh, Well,
3: no, we have a multiverse. Fuck it. Do it.
5: We have a multiverse? So, okay, yeah. I mean, technically,
3: we, <laughs> have, we have Ben Affleck, who's basically done. Uh, he, he was supposed to be in Flashpoint. Michael Keaton's coming back for Flashpoint, and Flashpoint's apparently never going to be released ever at this point. Uh, oh,
5: I think it's going to go straight to HBO Max. <laughs>
3: oh, I, I've heard it is going go, yeah. to Th- Yeah. Thanks, Ezra. You fucking asshole.
5: What an asshole! What a dick! What a Dude, what a fucking cocksucking even, piece of
3: shit! Fuck him! Fucking
5: piece of shit is given the amazing opportunity to to he leads his own DCU film. He can't keep his anger management issues under control. He's got a, a alleged. You know, um,
1: creepy he's a, pedo- past he's a pedophile and yeah, shit like that. that. Right, yeah, exactly. Like,
3: yeah, he's done after this movie. Um, it probably won't make any money. And then you've also got Robert Pattinson, and that film is, you know, that was one of my favorite movies this year. That will do well. That, that you know, that's good to cross that over, but it's like that well, universe is so disconnected so, from everything. And Then we have
5: Amber Heard as Mara, who a lot of people hate. So, so <laughs> DCU is DC is
3: like a fucking train wreck. Like they got a lot of issues stops.
5: right now, and they, actually, the the multiverse is a complete logical way to explain if they want to recast. Yeah, Fuck it. so uh, obviously, Flashpoint, Aquaman, two are in the can. They're in it, and I mean, I don't think they're going to. Yeah,
3: they it. can't. They can't change it now. If they, they wanted just, to re. They can't they can't reshoot anything from Flashpoint because apparently Barry Allen is in every scene, so you basically right. have to reshoot the whole movie.
5: Aquaman two might oh. be a different
3: story. I mean, you but... got
6: to do that anyway because you can't find Ezra.
5: Oh yeah,
3: well I mean I, I mean like replace him with Grant Gustin and just never that say is, anything. That
5: is what I'm thinking, just, Jesse. Just Grant just, Gustin. basically
3: here's what you do: you just you just crop him out of the scenes and just replace him with Grant Gustin and then just never address it. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, he's always he's been here the whole time. Fuck it. No. What are you talking about? He's this, very deserved. Wow, he's been here the whole time.
5: Plus, plus, it ties in the Arrowverse to the DCAU, which is kind of nice. I think that would be really cool. They kind of did that with Crisis on Infinite Earths,
3: a little yeah. bit of that one little scene, which is completely disconnected from the rest of the episode. Right. But I think at this point, it's safe to say that that they're not really trying to cross over the TV stuff
5: with the film it's stuff. A, it's a PR night for, for DCAU right now. Yeah, yeah. it
3: did. DC is a massive mess.
5: I really hope they. No
6: matter how that. much Reddit yeah. wants it to happen. Yeah. And there's still yeah. the
3: there's still the Snyder rights that will never let that goddamn universe go. They will never. It's like, look, I get it. I'm the raising Snyder, my hands.
1: <laughs> the Snyder
3: cut was better than the original cut of Justice League, but it wasn't a good movie. It was fine. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's just fine. Like you can't build a really universe destroyed. on. Yeah, it was fine.
5: Thoroughly entertained by that one.
3: It's fine. It's fine. It's, like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just. It's just fine. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. But you know, let it go, guys.
5: <laughs> All right. The last movie thing before we get into television is the um, the Academy. New people to the Academy of Motion Pictures for the Oscars um, include Ariana DeBose, Troy Kotzer Billy Eilish. Interesting for Billy. Um, Cody Smith, McPhee, Jesse Buckley, Jesse Plemons, a Balfi, Jamie Dornan, Shirley Ralph, Anna Taylor Joy, and directors including Rinaldo, Marcus Green, Cyan Heater, uh, writers Zach Balin, Alex Ross Perry, and film, crimin- film critic Leonard Maltin. Um, I wonder that's kind of a late addition uh, for him. He's been around forever. Um, but um yeah, as SAG members, I still think it's cool that as SAG members we have the power to vote as well. Simi, so you're in that club as well. And uh um yeah, I know the a lot of a lot of our peers have been uh some of them have been chosen to be in the the nominating committee, which I think is an amazing perk of being in the union. <clears throat> um, shout out to some friends of James Malone, Victor Dobro, um, that are gonna be on the film SAG Nomcom. Um, for the upcoming SAG Awards, so that's pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: All right. <clears throat> I'm,
6: actually, I'm actually a little surprised by that uh, nomination, or uh, that Billy Eilish is joining. Yeah. Because I think that's going to bring a little bit of balance, but uh, wasn't expecting that.
5: Yeah, someone that's excelled in the music world by all means could be in the Recording Academy. Obviously, she probably isn't really in the, the the Grammys Recording Academy uh, be able to vote for that. But for film and TV, for someone that as far as I know, the only thing she's acted in is Saturday Night Live, um, which she was a host for, which she did a fair job, you know, or as Jesse says, a right, fine job. You, um, don't, you don't
6: have uh, to act to be in there, right? It's just uh, you have well,
5: to be. Associated invited. with films, yeah. Yes. In- invited, right. They extend the invitations. If you accept, you're in. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, all right. So let's move on to television. So number 12 on my list is Disney Plus stuff. And this would have been on the movie um, part, but Hocus Pocus 2, which you alluded to earlier, Simi, is going straight to Disney Plus. So that puts it into the TV oh. category. It's not going to theaters at all. Um, I don't think – usually they'll put it in the theaters for a limited amount of time so it can be an Oscar cont- contention. But I don't think they feel this movie is going to be in that <laughs> Oscar contention type of film. <laughs>
6: but Are it's they great. doing uh, the Disney Plus Plus?
5: No, this Disney one's uh, directly in Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. So if you're already an existing subscriber, you get it. The original Sanderson sisters are back: Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy and Jimmy. And in the opening trailer, you get three high school students who are going to be like the new generation of witches: Whitney Peak, uh, Melissa Escobedo, and Lilia Buckingham. So. Um, this is just yeah. a craft. I love The Craft,
3: by the no, way. I really wasn't there the a craft. remake of The Craft where there it was. was like the new generation or something like that? It wasn't a big success. Exactly. This is the same thing, though. It's just but this a is new... a
5: reboot quill, so that makes this one be- versus a versus a reboot.
1: How the
3: hell are they back? Didn't they die at the end la- of the last one? Yeah, it, they're witches,
6: though.
5: Oh,
3: whatever. Yeah.
6: <laughs> witches never die.
3: I'm not the right. biggest fan of Hocus Pocus. I think it's fine. <laughs> right. It's not like required viewing for my holiday season, my right. Halloween season.
5: <laughs> Your Halloween season, that's right. No, Halloween
3: starts on October first, or technically I should say September first, because we always do that. Uh, and so it's not really one that's like required viewing for me. I, I didn't grow up with it; it wasn't nostalgic for me, you know.
5: So that's completely fair. Completely was a fair assessment, me. but um, it's definitely worth a look, right? I mean. Uh, Sam Richardson's in it, Tony Hale, two of them from Veep, which is a great tie-in. Um, Doug Jones, Hannah Waddington, to me a few. All right. I'm not get ins-
6: expecting much from it, so I can't be yeah.
5: disappointed. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. But what did we enjoy on Disney Plus recently, guys? That would be Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan. which we talked a little bit about. Um, but I'll take a, a different take on it with, uh, with a new panel. Um, but I do have a news bit that they just revealed that Obi-Wan was originally a full-fledged movie trilogy instead of a six episode Disney plus series. Screenwriter Stuart Beatty has um actually mm-hmm. um, has the writing credits on the Obi-wan Kenobi uh, series. But it makes sense. It's three movies is roughly what? six hours of content, right? And yeah. what you have six episodes, that's that pretty much equates to the trilogy right there, what we yeah. saw in Disney Plus, you know. And
3: well, the reason they did a series is because solo
5: tanked. Exactly. Solo was exactly.
3: what put that in the grave.
5: <laughs> that's exactly right, Jesse. Yep, solo changed the direction of the system yeah. according to Beatty. He said he liked solo personally, but it didn't make a lot of money. Um, so what do you need to make a lot of money in a Star Wars movie? Just Don't the, reshoot the whole thing after 90% of it's been shot. <laughs> yeah, well that that's true.
3: <laughs> Release the Lord Miller cut. <laughs>
5: yeah, I want to see sad. what that looked like. I
3: I really want to see what that looked like.
5: That is that is yeah. The Lord Miller cut will be fantastic, yeah. and because they apparently they're they're um they put a lot of their signature humor into it. And, and they Kathy, should have. Kathy,
3: it, it was a crime caper. Kathy, like, make, fun, make,
5: make it fun. Yeah, she didn't want that humor and, and that that uh lightheartedness which you know it's kind of it, it kind of worked i mean shit i mean harrison ford's version of han solo always came up with those you know one-liners you know um yeah. especially and then princess yeah. Leia, of course as well carrie fisher did great too so i you're right you're absolutely right i think the lord and miller cut would be great i know that taika waititi is directing um a new film which apparently won't go into production um, till next year, supposedly not this year, but apparently that's not going to do anything with the Skywalkers. That Skywalkers are done.
3: Thank God, thank Christ. Oh Jesus, <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I'm so tired of it, dude. Yeah. I'm just...
5: <laughs> okay. If there's um, any
3: massive complaint I can levy I can levy against this Obi-Wan show, it's they just keeps going back to the fucking Skywalker stuff, and I'm just like, I don't care anymore.
5: Skywalker saga, yeah. <sighs> And we're still getting it now with Obi Wan, but uh, for for you guys, were you satisfied with what you saw in Obi Wan? Was it fine. better better than fine, Jesse? Fine. Just fine. Okay. How about fine. you, Simi?
6: <laughs> it, it, I I watched it all the way through. That that, that that's, that's saying <laughs> something. Yeah. It, it for wasn't me that's saying something.
3: It wasn't infuriating to watch, but I don't think I'll watch it again.
6: It wasn't riveting either.
3: No, it wasn't. It's it's. The problem is it's an intercool storyline, so you can't really change much. You're kind of stuck. Right. You can't. You can't like. Oh, like the whole final battle between Vader and and Obi Wan. It's like, oh, are these guys gonna kill each other? Of course they're fucking not going to, because we know that they end up in the next storyline.
5: Storylines exactly. So what?
3: What's the like? And then Leia is in there. She falls off the roof in the second episode, and I'm like, oh, is she gonna die? And of course she's not gonna fucking die, because she's in the next <laughs> she's in the later films. Like everything they did was just to sort of placate fans that just want to see these characters come back, but it, the only character it that's worked, under
5: the,
3: the only character that's under any threat is Reva, and I didn't like the Riva character.
5: A lot of people didn't get I uh, like the Riva character. A lot of people and, did not. Yeah. No, because and, because it doesn't make of, any sense. And I think a lot of people were misinterpreted of being racist when they criticized her.
3: No, the problem is the character makes no sense.
5: <laughs> you know, but yes. I mean She's a youngling that was saved, that wasn't killed off by Anakin, and now she's, you know, turned she Was to the saved? Th- I thought
3: because he does swipe down at her with his sword.
5: I guess he didn't kill her. Well, it, apparently they said that they found her in the gutter, and I guess they were willing. And maybe was she convinced them that that she, that's an interesting point. Like, how was she able to, as a youngling?
3: Yeah, it, how'd you it, how'd you survive that? <laughs>
5: Well, she. Oh, yeah. That now I'm starting to recall that she actually pretended she was dead.
3: Okay, and so that makes her evil.
5: And then eventually,
3: so she kills like a thousand people just to get close to Darth Vader so she can kill him. Right.
5: That's like blowing up a
3: building to get one person and saying the cost is worth it.
5: It, It's crazy because you're trying to wonder how, why does Reva want to kill Darth eventually? And turn
3: because, on Darth Vader. because she's angry at him for trying to kill right. her. But it's like you didn't yeah, need yeah. to become evil to do that. And I think they're
6: just trying to say that angry anger makes you do stupid,
5: crazy shit. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like trying to try to kill off trying to kill off young Luke. I mean, she started getting second thoughts when she was pitching all the younglings getting saved. She's like, why am I trying to kill this kid? Granted, the main reason she was was because yes, Anakin is darth uh sorry um, luke is anakin slash darth vader's son and um which she's trying to you know get back at darth vader for yeah four. but yeah. uh yeah my, my, it, my two know,
6: biggest gripes my two biggest gripes with the whole thing one during the fight scenes you could see the stunt doubles yeah right and then what two, yeah. yeah the show yeah, is very Jesus. cheap. It's very I cheap. I didn't notice that. <laughs> wow. How do
3: I get around this laser gate? I don't know, you just walk around <laughs> it. <laughs> and
6: then two, uh, it made me it made me hate Obi-Wan. I mean, Really? Yeah. How so? Yeah. He, because he could have prevented everything. He could have just killed Darth and everything would have been done. Can't. You know? We have a
3: later movie we got to get to.
6: Yeah, yeah, but he's responsible for all of the death that comes later. So,
5: there you go. Yeah. Wow. And keep now, keep they're, now they're thinking of a season two, which they'd have to probably now this this uh, what we saw already was developed and was written. It was that script was ready for a long time. Originally supposed to be three movies, but now they're gonna have to come up with more material. How does Darth Vader and Obi-Wan meet again? You know, are they gonna meet again in this in this uh, second series if it happens? Hasn't been Greenland officially yet, but the fans the fans want to see it, I'm sure, and and um Ian, um, Ewan McGregor wants to do it again. He he's on board. Yeah. He already said that he he'd I, love to do it. I so. will
6: I will watch it if they do it again. But it it reminds me of a very famous line from uh, Spaceballs, which okay. was, uh, "Evil will always win because good is dumb."
5: <laughs> <laughs> good is yeah. dumb. Well, good is yeah. boring, and and the bad guy. Bad guys are more fun to watch. Um, all right, moving on to Netflix, guys. Number 13 on my list. Chris Pratt in talks to star and um with the Russo brothers, who he's worked with um, before. A uh, new movie called Electric State. So this is an, an adaptation of a novel by Simon Stallenhogg and Millie Bobby Brown, already attached to star. And it's set in an alternate future where um, a teenage girl, played by Millie Bobby Brown, realizes that a strange um, but very sweet robot has been sent to her by her missing brother. She and the robot set out to find the brother in a world of humans mixing with robots and covering a grand conspiracy in the process. Um, So they're going to start production in Atlanta this fall. Another big movie uh, to look forward to. Um, Netflix is also bringing Cameron Diaz out of acting retirement. Apparently, her last film was Annie, the film adaptation of Annie. And she hasn't acted since, but apparently she was convinced by her friend Jamie Foxx, who she worked with closely on Annie and Any Given Sunday, uh, to um, star in a feature called Back in Action, which is an interesting title because that's kind of what is going on with Cameron. She's back back on set. You know, She hasn't acted in quite some time. Um, interestingly... I'm am very curious how she was convinced um to to return to acting and she was completely happy. Money. Money and yeah. <laughs> money money will convince anybody. Money will convince anybody. Will convince right. Anybody. right. <laughs> um so uh yeah, that would be really interesting. So back in action um will uh okay, so it's an action comedy film but it's being kept under wraps so we don't know much about it yet. Uh, what we do know is a little bit of this upcoming sci-fi epic, The Three-Body Problem. They are just add, added more cast members. This is a... Uh, oh,
1: DB. And... that?
5: Yeah, did you know? That is
3: a stour is... fucking series, that's, dude.
5: That's uh, Dave and DV from Game of Thrones showrunners, uh,
3: Jason. Oh, no. Oh, Never <laughs> mind. They'll be okay. They'll
5: be okay when there's uh, source material to follow through. When they got to make yeah. shit up and write their own stuff. <laughs> That's when there's those problems. That is a
3: grim fucking series,
5: dude. You've read the books. Clearly. Yeah, it's a grim series. Well, basically, it's basically it's about how humanity
3: is its own worst enemy, and we're gonna fuck everything up.
5: Now, do you think we'll make aliens don't television. want to come
3: here because we're assholes?
5: <laughs> we'll make a good well, television we're,
6: show. We're um, on track for that now, so that's good.
3: A, a lot has to change. It's more like a future history kind of like analysis of what happens. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 definitely difficult to adapt. Um. Yeah,
5: you're right. It's a, a ambitious tale about what happens when humanity discovers that they are not alone in the universe.
3: And we fuck it up because we're like, oh well, everybody around everybody except us is an asshole, and everybody around us is a is a horrible violent warmonger. It's like, <laughs> right.
6: I'm sorry, aren't you all the same shit? Like, Wait. So, so humanity is a bunch of Americans. Period. Yeah. And <laughs> what's
3: funny? What's funny is that it's a Chinese novel.
5: It's a Chinese novel. You're right. Chinese yep. novel. Yeah. Yep. It's a Liu Xi Jin's Hugo Award winning trilogy. Mm. Um, so the new cast members include Jonathan Price from The Crown and Game of Thrones, oh, okay. um, Eve Ridley from Peppa Pig, uh, Ben Schnetzer from Why the Last Man, Rosalind Chow from Better Things. Um, of course, um, already. Cast is Isaac Gonzalez. Uh Benedict Wong is gonna be in it. Um Jess Hong, Marlo Kelly, Alex Sharp. Um, so yeah, already a, a great cast. Yeah. Um and two more Game of Thrones alums, John Bradley and Liam Cunningham. Hmm. So that's Sir Davos and uh John Bradley plays Samuel, Tarley, I believe. Yeah. Hmm. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah. What is that on Netflix? That's going to be on Netflix. Mm. Yeah. You looking forward to it?
3: It'll make it. It'll make it through two seasons and be canceled.
5: Oh, I'm well. I'm putting
3: money on that right now. It's, is it three books? It's three books.
5: Three books. Okay. Three books. So yeah, it's
3: sure. very dense, uh, but it's, they're good books, but they, it is a very grim ending.
5: Oh wow! Okay. Basically, well,
3: it's that, how like you, no, we're fucked. It's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're, we're
5: Fox. We can't get anything
3: right. People don't want to interact with us.
5: Bran, Bran the Broken is king. That, that's that's very
1: grim. it <laughs> oh, was so stupid. <laughs> it was so dumb.
5: But again, they could do well with source material, as you know. Seasons one through seven were great, right, Jesse? It's just the season eight uh, where they didn't have the source material and they had to kind of make up things um, because the you book. mean make made. up
3: everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
5: Because the book hasn't yeah. been written. so
3: They totally made that distance in like three days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
5: Didn't it take like a
3: month the last time you had to do that?
5: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, let's see. So the Umbrella Academy is now uh, the most uh, globally viewed English language series on Netflix this week. Surpassing oh. Stranger oh. Things, which I know Jesse wasn't a fan of, Stranger wow. Things. But I got to admit, I am looking forward to part two of Stranger Things, two- feature length movies uh for the last two episodes so you're getting a ton um <clears throat> all right over on hbo max let's talk a little bit about house of the dragon um they just revealed Who cares? Uh, i think it's gonna be great <laughs> it's gonna be first of all it's gonna be at the san diego comic-con as the cast will be in attendance <laughs> like matt smith and patty constantine George R. R. Martin will be in the house. Maybe he'll give an update right. on the book as well, but
3: uh, I made three more pages in the last six months
5: <laughs> <laughs> he's no he's no spring chicken too. he's he's gotta he better get, get the in, right <laughs> he's
3: he's gonna be dead before that last
5: I, I don't want to <laughs> say that, uh, yeah, but he's not a spring chicken oh, so
3: he 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 will never finish that last
5: book. oh gosh, yeah, And but gonna happily. Luckily, House of the Dragon is is based on the Fire Fire and Blood um, novels.
1: Yeah.
5: Uh, from G- George R. R. Martin. So that that's a positive thing. If it's based on source material, you know that, you know, it has a you know, the writing is gonna be based on great works, you know. Already. I just so
3: I, I, I see it getting one season and everyone's kinda like, Yeah, we don't care anymore.
5: Wow. <laughs> we just
3: don't give a shit. Like that ending pissed
5: off everyone. <laughs> Can you name one person that liked the ending? I didn't like the ending, but but I didn't hate the season. Really? I didn't hate the season. Oh. I thought the season was oh. good until the end. The decisions made at the uh, the final okay. episode. All
1: right.
5: I I thought I thought uh, Daenerys going crazy on uh, on King's Landing was was epic. Um, the Cle- uh, Clegane Bowl was epic. Um, the you know the final battle. Ah, uh, the 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 night watch, the night watchman's battle. Sorry, the um, what am I referring to? The night king battle. The night
1: uh, king, with,
5: yeah. Yes, and, and the army of the dead. Um, although very dark, what was a great episode. Um, um but yeah. It's too dark. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what? All right, can I finally please you with some news, Jesse? Sure. Harley Quinn, the animated series, season three, the trailer. Yes. Uh, hey, finally. finally.
3: I, I actually know. like that
5: show a lot. Yes, the trailer was just dropped. Um, Again, a, a series, uh, one of my favorite animated series, um, Next Invincible. I think those two are just very epic. Um, I haven't seen The Boys. Uh, Well, we'll get into The Boys a little later, but I haven't seen The Boys uh, animated. Series. I haven't watched it either. I do want to see it. Was but... it
3: called Diabolical or something like yeah, that? Yeah, The Boys Stop. Diabolical. Yeah. Yeah, Every
5: episode know. is uh, self-contained, different creators. Mm-hmm. But, dude, this Harley, have you seen the Harley Quinn animated series, Simi? it's I so not. oh it's so worth a look oh man. it's so worth it it's so oh, good great it,
3: it, it's, it points it makes fun of all the bullshit from the dc universe yeah it and makes fun good. of all the snyderites and all that bullshit there's <laughs> a, the opening of one of the episodes is two guys arguing over how Snyder is right. better than everybody else and then just like they call them on their bullshit <laughs> yeah it's so great
5: <laughs> i think it's gonna be fantastic fantastic based on the trailer of course and it con- continues with the, the romance now that Harley and Poison Ivy are, are, have began to develop romantic feelings towards each yeah. other.
3: I mean we kind of saw those coming because it's been in the books for like, what, 10 years now or something like that?
5: Right. So. And Ivy, you know, fleeing her wedding with Kite Man to escape Gotham with Harley. So season three. We'll continue to follow the two as they navigate. Kite is great. <laughs> well, Kite Man, he's such <laughs> a fucking idiot. He's such a moron. Right. <laughs> Good character. Oh, uh, as they um, navigate their newfound romantic relationship. yeah. Great characters. Kite Man's great. Clayface is great. Um, what's the little guy's name? He's great. Um, um, the oh landlord at the wheelchair is great. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, Bane. Bane. Bane is, is great. Yeah. And he sounds just like... Uh, uh, Tom this, Hardy's like, version. Tom Hardy's version. They they yeah, found the voice alike. Yeah. So that yeah, was they're real making cool, fun so. of that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of an exaggeration ver- version. Although
3: Mark that. Hamill does not voice the Joker, which is kind of a shame. Oh
5: well, I'm sure he was available. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just they Alan have Tudyk.
3: another person command to play the character. I think that Alan- Mark Hamill's retired from doing that character.
5: Oh uh, okay. Um, yeah. but I believe Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk does voice the Joker for the, yeah. the animated series. So um also on hbo max supergirl has a new series well melissa benoist that is um it's going to be on hbo max and uh, it's called girls on the bus a dramedy about four female journalists covering a presidential campaign okay wonder which president <laughs> maybe your favorite Jesse. <clears throat> um uh kate winslet is uh also going to be doing something on hbo star and executive produce um A limited series, which she excels at as mayor of Easttown was awesome. Um, It's called Trust. It's a limited series in development. Um, And it's based on a best-selling novel. Um, So it follows a wealthy financier who reads a novel based on his life and is upset with how he and his wife are portrayed. Hires a secretary to ghost to write a memoir in hopes of setting the record straight. Okay. That doesn't sound too intriguing uh, yet, but... uh,
3: Pretty bland description.
5: It sounds bland as far as description, but again, East Town* was a murder mystery, and that was pretty, pretty epic. Yeah. All right, the boys, guys, number fifteen on my list. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> so let's go into the topic first before Simmy uh, takes his bathroom. Before we get and I, I, and um, this is not a spoiler because this is our own. This is a free topic, free for all topic on your personal. Vision of herogasm. It can cross any fandom. It can cross any kink or craziness. Um, it can be located anywhere in the world. Um, and who is on the guest list? Um, and uh, I thought, Jesse, uh, you would be a, a great person to start off with this uh, fantasy question, if you will, of Jesse Fresco's <clears throat> own personal herogasm. Let's hear it.
3: Uh I didn't think about this too much. Um <laughs> come back to me.
5: <laughs> oh, we will come back to you. <laughs> all right. Simmy, you it seems like your wheels are still turning. So I'll 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 start out. Yeah. I, I mean, this is the top that I created. I just kind of just roughly put something together. Um Um first of all, uh it has to be uh hosted by Love Sausage the uh the soup with the elongated piece
1: <laughs>
0: i think love
5: sausage should, should greet everybody that uh enters the room that that's probably the only similarity to what we saw in the boys but we're not gonna get into that just uh, much yet to the one uh but i will not be hosting Kirogasm with any member of my family that's a huge difference because <laughs> some awkwardness is going on there all right um I would love to have different rooms for the herogasm um so um what I visualize is maybe a mansion a beachside mansion maybe Malibu something crazy right but that's we're what get
3: that's what the comic is
5: right but but I'm gonna have yeah okay so that that was a slightly different than um a mansion in the northeast um of the u s yeah north yeah but um, this one will have incorporate everybody's favorite fandoms. For Game of Thrones fans, there will be many um, Iron Thrones where multiple people can have sex on. <laughs> um, and the host of that room would be Daenerys, uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, in the um, Batman-themed uh, cave, Batcave room, a DCEU room, uh cat will be hosting that room and she'll be greeting everybody there uh in the star wars theme room um uh, of course of course um twi'leks many color different color you know any color twi'lek any person of color twi'lek uh welcomed with their long appendages and their sexy slave outfits um they'll be greeted in the star wars room and we're, of course we have to have we have to have in the star wars room lightsaber dildos of every color so you go in the star wars room you pick your twilight you pick your lightsaber dildo and there you go that's the star wars
6: room. <laughs> uh, let, and let, the, can, can we can we elaborate on the lightsaber dildo please so the light light the lightsaber dildo, although a laser
5: would be much more effective in fighting, it's not so effective in fucking. So I would just envision. <laughs> it's not a, so
6: effective and fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a
5: good I, I, would, <laughs> I, I would envision a dildo shaped um, of any color of lightsaber uh, to uh, erect uh, at the uh, lightsaber wielder's choosing. And they can use that as a toy. They can, you know, whatever. <laughs> i know it's getting really crazy and weird i get it i get it but this is this is the thing it's 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 a multi-verse multi-fandom hero gasm that would be my here and of course yes also in the dce room would be margot robbie my favorite my queen uh as harley quinn uh <laughs> and of course poison ivy as well so uh they will be in the DCEU room and uh, in the Marvel room. The Marvel room, I uh, envision an Asgardian themed room, because um, you yeah, know Asgardian is kind of loosely based on uh, Roman and Greek mythology, right? Loosely.
3: Asgardians is Norse mythology.
5: Yeah, so I'm I'm com- completely <laughs> picturing Caligula, marble steps, people fucking on marble steps everywhere, um, and it it could be very very crazy. Um, vips include um leonardo dicaprio (laughs) um thanos um i already mentioned mark did i mention marco robbie (laughs) and and any friends that want to go so there you go um oh and the flying dildos um that that we saw that will that will be also used oh
3: god Where's Tiffany? This would be a perfect topic for her to
5: discuss.
1: (laughs) I know, I know.
5: She did text me that. uh, Well, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but baby duties, of course, for Tiffany. Um, That's
1: fine. um,
5: Because yeah, they gotta get the baby to bed and his bath, blah blah blah. Um, Simmy or Jesse, you gotta, you gotta.
6: I'm gonna let Jesse go ahead.
5: Okay.
3: I'm trying to be as creative as possible. So one room is basically composed completely of Clayface. He creates the whole room himself. Use your imagination. <laughs> um after that, um, Mystique gets a room all for herself because she can okay. turn into literally anybody.
5: Ooh, that's a good one.
3: So there so yeah, that's that's one room. So you all can for her. you can
5: you can literally fuck anyone you want.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Um, after that's that,
5: wheels are still turning.
3: Yeah. Wheels are still turning. This, this is a tough one.
5: Do you have any VIP guest list that you,
3: uh, uh VIP guest list? Uh,
5: that, that's you, who you want there. Who would you invite? I don't know. <laughs> this is fantasy. This is fantasy. Hmm.
3: I'm paralyzed by choice right now. Cause it's, okay. there's so many options,
5: but I like your mystique. Um, room, yeah. Cause I think that, you can, I mean, the choices are endless yeah, and you could never get bored. Yeah. You could, in fact, Mystique would be the perfect wife because you can never, <laughs> you can never get bored. And if you're, if you get in a fight with Mystique, you can tell her it to change to someone else. Um, and you can get over it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. Simi, you got something? What do you? Uh, how do you envision I, your hero gasm?
6: Okay. Uh, so set me up. Uh, is there supposed to be uh, uh, multiple rooms? How how are we doing?
5: It's basically your superhero fandom sexcapade mansion. Anything goes. Any rules?
6: Okay, so I'm gonna borrow a little bit from uh, Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness, okay. where you're opening different portals to different <laughs> worlds. There's already
5: the, the portals already. The
6: joke. <laughs> Different, different versions of yeah, Well, yeah, there's definitely multiple portals there with <laughs> uh, different versions of the same people. Uh, and I think that's also going to open up on the Amazonians. Yeah, borrow a little bit from uh, Wonder Woman. Bring yes, muscular women into the vault. Okay. But it's
5: all it's all women, simmy right?
6: Is yeah, strong, intelligent women,
5: and beautiful. Let's not forget. And, and
6: yeah, well, aren't they all? In aren't their own they way? all? They are. The Amazonian,
5: right? The Amazonian, and, uh, right there. I mean, just Amazon itself would would be would be a perfect one. And who's on your guest list?
6: Uh, you know, I think on that guest list there would be the Beast. <laughs> okay, X mens <laughs> the Beast. No, of course. <laughs> No description needed there. Okay. (laughs) There you go.
5: There you go. Oh, Incredible Hulk would be a good one. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think this is a good time um to take um a semi break um where uh Jesse and I will talk a few more minutes about what we saw in The Boys and Simi uh we'll uh take a little bit of a uh a bathroom break and then we're gonna go to the classic cut so we're gonna probably talk about five minutes of the boys and take a classic cut break how's that sound
1: cool
5: let's talk about the boys um jesse um what do you what are you loving about because we of course you love season three so far right?
3: yeah season three has actually been the best uh, one so far
5: we've gotten six episodes so far we have jensen (laughs) ackles returning as soldier boy
3: not Captain America.
5: <laughs> not Cap. Well, they call him like the douchey Captain America, but well, I he's, he's really Captain
3: peaceful. America and Bucky combined. Right. He's he's combined together, and he's an asshole.
5: Right. So, but he was not the. I mean, there's a lot of like great characters. I mean, there was um, Blue Hawk.
3: Um, oh, not George Zimmerman.
5: <laughs> we <laughs> promise. You <laughs> think that was loosely based off after George Zimmerman? Oh, Smith. yeah, it was. They, oh, I, they, wow. They, they
3: admitted it. It was George Zimmerman.
5: They actually admitted that, was, that the Blue Hawk character was part of George Zimmerman.
3: Wow. Well, what he's doing is literally the same thing that he was doing.
5: Right, right. Going through
3: black neighborhoods and killing people that, you know, were policing neighborhood and getting away with it.
5: Yeah. No, he – yeah, of course, they had to make him more despicable – um because he caused um a train's a uh, brother um uh, to be yeah. paralyzed to never walk again and of course wow a train takes it out on blue hawk and, and literally uses his powers drags his that was body awesome. <laughs> across the street which is pretty yeah. much ripped into uh, a carcass by the, end of the, by the end of the that was just ridiculous um we also saw Carl Urban and Huey, uh, sorry Butcher that is, played by Carl Urban and Huey mm. played by Jack Quaid, uh, taking the the serum, the uh, Compound V, um, and this is a a different type of uh, compound because it doesn't it doesn't affect them permanently. It just gives them
3: yeah, it's temporary
5: temporary powers. Whereas. Carl Urban's uh, Butcher's uh, powers are very similar to uh, Homeland as far as the uh, heat vision and super strength. Um,
3: in many I, ways, this is actually better than the comic because in the comic, I think they just take it once and they permanently have powers. So
5: then they permanently have powers. I this think
3: that's I think that's similar. what it was as far as I'm aware. Um, I actually okay. tried to reread the books recently, and I just didn't like. them. And I
5: have the graphic novels, and then when they're, I have time, I will intend to read them.
3: They're very mean-spirited. Um, oh, wow. mean Well, they're mean-spirited in that it's just like there's no sympathetic character. There's nobody to root for.
6: Okay.
3: They, like, it was made back in the mid-aughts. It was very easy to be angry in the mid-aughts.
6: <laughs> wow. Like,
3: we were in the middle of two wars. Uh, 9-11 had happened not long before that. Bush was in office. Like, it was very easy to be angry. And those books are just – they're just angry. They're just, like, spewing venom at everything. There's just wow. – there's no – there's nobody to root for. There's no hero. There's no thing. There's no, like even Huey is an asshole. It's kind of a, just a, so, giant, he's a giant version.
5: Push. They make people likable.
3: Like they made the characters interesting and likable. Whereas like right. butcher in the book is, is a murderer and he's completely unlikable. He's a despicable prick. Uh, there's nothing redeeming about him in any basic reform. He's a bully. He's a prick. Carl uh, Urban is much more interesting. He's much more sympathetic. You feel for his, his situation. Like everybody, like the, like the female in the comic Kamiko in the show, the female has no characterization in the book, nothing. Like she is just there to kill people. That right. is it. She is there and to kill this people. particular
5: like, season. She's become a, a favorite character. By yeah. It.
3: She's, she, they gave her depth. Like they gave
5: her a lot of depth. And that's and, not um, in
3: the book. None of that is in the book. They gave
5: her some humanity. Um, yeah. You know, when she temporarily lost her powers and
3: yeah, there is guess, no humanity to anybody in the comic.
5: No, I guess it wasn't clear to me. Maybe it was a little clear to you. How did she temporarily lose her powers from Soldier Boy? How did Soldier Boy cause uh, her to temporarily lose her powers?
3: I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that's been okay. explained yet. Okay. I don't, I don't know.
5: Okay. Because uh, she does get the power somewhat back because she's able to fend for herself. Yeah. And Frenchie when they're held captive by the Russian mafia type um, yeah. folks. Nina. and yeah Nina and, and those folks. Uh, and able to escape, you know, uh, which would s- seem initially very, very grim. Um, but overall, yeah, fantastic. And Huey, Huey's uh, power is a, a teleporter, but as, as he oh, yeah. teleports.
3: The, the answer to this question that I've always had is like, wait a minute, if you can teleport, doesn't that mean your clothes don't go with you? And it's like, oh, yeah, the, the clothes don't go with him. <laughs> he shows up, he's naked. Is, that, is like, there yeah. a
5: scientific fact that that's what happens when you teleport? Because... Everything because that's they're cellul- not
3: not—they're not part of you. They hang on you. Everything that's
5: cellular to you will go. Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay.
5: So glasses. Um, yeah,
3: any yeah. kind of physical object that's physical not objects part of that's your DNA, a- it wouldn't go with you.
5: It would not go with you? Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. We, we, we got a lot of Huey's butts. I mean, he got hit on it at the, the hero gasm, which uh, is <laughs> funny because he said, sorry, my asshole needs a break, <laughs> which he declined. But then – You know i love starlight i love aaron moriarty um but you know when when he took her teleporting she was a little shy on the nudity there was no nudity and i I, you know i'm all i'm all for equal opportunity nudity that's fine i understand there's gotta be male nudity but where was starlight (laughs) you know the fans the fans the guys the guys wanted to see starlight but uh, now she didn't do any nudity um for her scene even though she was implied nude um but we saw a hell of a lot of it in HeroGasm. Um, yeah. yeah, it it's was definitely
3: it was... toned down from the comic.
5: <laughs> it's really <laughs> wild. Like
3: it, the book, the, the the comic is much more extreme. Much the more point, extreme. Okay. There's there's like there's bestiality in it. Uh, like a woman's getting <laughs> fucked by a dog. Uh, there's a scene <laughs> of like a, people running a train on this on this like on, on they're running a train on She Hulk. <laughs> um yeah it, there's a lot they like should
5: have she a Hulk character in there They
3: imply they imply um that Homelander is actually bisexual uh, by hooking up with a guy um, and he's like he's like he's like oh we, I feel weird about this and the guy that he hooks up with says oh we're just two dudes just hanging out it's like that that's another problem I have with the comics that there's a lot of jokes at the expense of people's sexuality like what's the joke oh he's gay no what's the joke no the joke is that he's gay it's like that a lot of that mid aughts humor—it's like that didn't age well.
5: Okay. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that was in the comic book because once we saw Homelander at the HeroGasm mm-hmm. venue, it was just a big brawl with yeah. him and Soldier Boy. It
3: was pretty good when he crushed Ant-Man. <laughs> it
5: was pretty funny. And he crushed Ant-Man in the process. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Mother's Milk tried to stand up to to him, but uh, you know what? He—he's not a soup. I wouldn't advise anyone with normal. Uh, abilities, um, civilian abilities to step up to anybody that's a soup—that's suicide, uh,
1: basically. Yeah, that
3: I, I will say. Mm story is kind of the least interesting to me at this point because he's doing—he's doing a literally like—he's doing really stupid shit. Right. Like you know better. <laughs> you you know you can't take this guy on.
1: Right.
5: Yeah. Um. Oh, what else has been good? Oh yeah, we saw the deep getting on with an octopus. Oh God. Which apparently was crazy he not only <laughs> fucked an octopus <laughs> he was forced to eat an octopus oh god um, so there was a lot of i mean th- that's got to be very tragic for someone for the king of the seas yeah. you know um,
3: Homelander has become like the best villain of all time
5: yeah, yeah he's
3: what's what's great is that this is
5: you love to hate him
3: th- this you is love to hate him this is Zack snyder's version of superman that scene where he flips uh, out at the audience and he's like, "I'm better than all of you." Like yeah. that's Snyder's version of Superman. And
5: and the main antagonist, the father in Invincible.
3: Yeah, like very that's, similar. That's what it is. Like I'm better than you. Why why do you exactly? Like, you should be worshiping me. Why are you not? Like I am better than you. Like that's what Snyder. And then Snyder apparently when the whole the first episode makes fun of the uh, the Snyder cut. Right. And, yeah. And um, yeah. Apparently it does. Snyder, Snyder is apparently a fan of the show, and he watches it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was all flattered by that. It's like, you realize they're making fun of you, right?
5: <laughs> I remember. Like, they tweeted He tweeted something about that. Yeah, it's it? like
3: either, one, he is aware of it, and he's just laughing along with it, or two, he's the densest fucking human being on the planet and doesn't get the joke that they're making fun of him. <laughs> yeah like yeah it's either he is in on the joke or he's a complete moron so <laughs> i i prefer to think the latter because mm-hmm. dude
5: it's
3: just he's uh, not a very creative person
5: all right well that was our boys talk uh, mostly of episode six the herogasm episode yeah. there's two more um, i think left in the same two now. more left only eight, two more episodes left episode seven and i eight. am
3: eight episodes for a show like this per season is perfect. Like you don't need yes. like I'm, I'm sick of seeing oh, shows having like 20 episodes, 20
5: episodes seasons. on CW. Come on. That's like, fucking ridiculous, dude.
3: Especially so the fact that only a third of them are actually required for the main story. Right. Exactly. You really don't need most of that shit. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah.
5: All right. Well, when we get back to a classic cut break, we will uh, talk a, a few more other things coming up on Amazon, uh, Paramount plus, um, Apple, and hulu um and uh a couple more uh celebrity gossip stuff coming up on btb and our special guest um katherine lowe hagquist um so um for the classic cut i thought a great um song would be a little bit of a guilty pleasure that i saw last week um avril lavigne the pop punk princess <laughs> from <laughs> the early 2000 major major crush on her um and uh, she's all grown up now, obviously, uh, still rocking it. Um, her set was a little short compared to the headliner that was M- Machine Gun Kelly. But uh, as a longtime Averill fan, I was happy to see her um, her concert, her live uh, show opening up for MGK. And uh, one of the songs that she performed was one of the classics off her uh, first album, I believe. Uh, this is a song called Complicated. Uh, so, <laughs> so this oh, man, is it. it's going back yeah I go way way back and uh, we're going to start playing our awesome con um, exclusive interviews I talk to voice actor Wes Johnson um, which is a great one Wes Johnson and Mike Rossum in tandem um, which is going to be after Classic Cuts so we'll be back right after that so stay tuned here on BTV
1: tell me girl make so good
5: WOULDN'T BE COMPLETE. Without talking to voice actors extraordinaire, mm-hmm. Wes Johnson, Mike Rossen, uh, how are you enjoying uh,
2: AwesomeCon 2022 so far? So far, it's been great. We've had a, a great time. We've been meeting wonderful folks. Uh, you can come up and say hello to us real quick. Uh, these are these. Are, look at this. You get fans like this who come out uh-huh. and uh, you get to meet people uh, left and right. I mean, she wants to be a voice actor herself, so she comes out and talks wow. to us, and uh, you know, finds out. Oh my God, I don't want to grow up and be like them. After all, um, it's uh, it's we're having a great time, and and one of the cool things about being a voice actor is sad things, but cool. You're you're by yourself. You're in a right. box by yourself. No matter how many people are in the scene, it was just you and maybe an That's engineer. Yeah. So getting a chance to talk to people who played the games and and probably spent more time in your presence than maybe your own kids did uh, is kind of nice to hear from them and, and see how it affected them.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about voice coaching because uh, I know that you do some voice coaching and you probably uh, relayed some advice to uh, aspiring voice actors, uh, what, would, what would you what would you advise an
2: aspiring voice actor um, just getting started in the business? Learn their range, know their instrument. Um, to try to get to the point where you're when you're reading a line it doesn't sound like reading there are two things with voice acting uh, the voices and it's important is the acting and the acting should be invisible so you don't want to see the acting so much you want to feel and believe that it's real and the other thing is when you're reading somebody else's lines if it sounds like you're reading, then it takes people out of it. It's a, it video games is all about immersion. Yeah. And nobody wants to think that you're in a booth reading. They want to believe that you're living it, wherever yes. you're at. So you have to embody the roles completely. I love that. How about you, Mike? Do you have any uh,
4: advice for any aspiring voice actors? I would say he ran that down really good. and, <laughs> and uh, But hit the basics of, of, of vocal work in general. You know, learn to enunciate clearly. Learn to project from the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. And not speak any. No. any you know how else whiny voice, unless that's what's called for. And not just. Um uh, just read the script. Um, even if you do it naturally, it's a dang good idea to learn how to do character voices and change your timbre. Talk up here. Talk down here. Talk down here, and and um, ch- and be able to change it around and do, you know, I- inject character into your voice. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and it really does come in handy when you learn to speak in different voices when people call, you know, you know trying to sell you spam on the phone and telemarketers, and you can. Be <laughs> Be somebody different each no, time down, huh? <laughs> yeah
5: for sure. Well, uh, Voice of Palooza is an integral part of AwesomeCon. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it. It's kind of like its own separate event within the event, right?
2: What is? Voice of Palooza yeah. is just a grand time. Fly by the yeah. seat of your pants, fun. We get voice actors who are reading things from movie scripts, television scripts, uh, songs. They were going to be uh, touching upon the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame entrance and doing dramatic readings of their music. And we build a video game from audience suggestions from scratch. It's usually a glorious train wreck. And the thing is, we're now turning Voice of Palooza into something more. We want to turn it into something that can help people, and we're fighting for uh, Alzheimer's research, working with the Alzheimer's from the National Capital Region and Alzheimer's Association. And we, from the 17th through the 26th, have the entire gaming community getting together. So far, it's close to 100 people who are going to be streaming, doing Let's Plays. Uh, We're going to have a Voice of Palooza online. Everything's going to be online, and people can donate money to help fight what is an insidious disease that that takes people away from their lives and their families before they're even gone so uh just to let you know we're coming for you alzheimer's we're dropping the gloves yes certainly a great great cause amazing cause check voiceapalooza.com for all the info VoiceofPalooza.com
5: for more info. Now, Mike and, and Wes, you guys actually worked together on a couple of video game projects, right? We have. Yeah. Yes, yes, was it one of those
4: deals you just got lucky and booked it together or did one refer the other? Uh, Fallout being one of them, right? Well, uh, Wes and I have known each other since we started doing stand-up comedy back in the 80s. No. That old, ladies and gentlemen, yes. And um, so we branched out into um, Voice work for radio ads. Uh, I actually got a TV ad one time with Dart Drug, but just before it sank, uh, that was the
2: main reason it sank. <laughs> yes, it was. I
4: think, I think I had something to do with it. Um, they don't get away that easy. And um, so we, we've known each other all along. And he, the Video Pirates, the remember the comedy troupe The
2: Video Pirates? Yes, yes. Mike uh, was on the cover of uh, the Weekend section. He was, uh, they, the they were like, of uh, The Washington Post. They were like famous around here. The Video Pirates are a legendary comedy duo. Wow. For a few years there anyway. <laughs>
5: now, with your experience of comedy, how do you feel comedy has evolved over the years? It seems in today's political climate, you, yeah. you have no, to be very careful I, I, about
2: what what you say on on stage? I'm not big on the slapping that's been happening recently. Uh, I'm pretty much of the old school where it's like you know, just heckle, say something about my mother, and I'll say something about yours. You know, nobody needs to get up and hit anybody. Uh, yes. You know, throw fruit if you have to do anything. Yeah. You know, because frankly, we're hungry. So artists are starving. They'll accept the
4: fruit. Not overly right? I've seen a big change yeah. since I was a kid, and because of pioneers like Lenny Bruce and. Richard Pryor and George Carlin, the language that's allowed on stage and on TV and on radio has way loosened up until it's kind of come full circle and sometimes I get tired of just you know, trash mouth for the sake of trash mouth. There's no net, right. there's no message. It's just like trying. If, if if all you do is shock, you don't shock anymore. Yeah.
2: Well, the and, seven dirty words you can't say on television are now the ones, the only ones you can really use on Twitter. <laughs> the world has changed. Yes, that's great. You can say all seven words on all
5: social media platforms. <laughs> I'd much rather err on the side of freedom than restriction. You know. Right.
2: So. Okay. Uh, what are, what's the latest for both of you, project-wise? Uh, well we can't talk about much of that uh, but I do can tell you can you hand me that uh, cling on there? Yeah. I'm going to be working on a film called Farragut Forward, which is a Star Trek fan film, and it's one of the oh, highest. Cool. We've gotten a, um, one of the, on Kickstarter, one of the largest Star Trek uh, funded films ever. I'm I'm very delighted they're having me do this because they've had Walter Kane again as a guest. They've had uh, Stan Lee as a guest. Now they're slumming with me, but I get to wear a walnut head and do the whole Klingon thing and, Whoa. you know, kablah. you yeah. know. You have no honor. Now I played I played Klingons on video games in Star Trek Legacy and and, and all these things. Uh, I even battled Captain Picard once. You were a Klingon as well, weren't? This you? The first time you're putting the walnut on your forehead. Yeah, I didn't have to. Yeah, I didn't have to put a walnut on my forehead for, for video games. In fact, I don't normally dress like the characters. But here at AwesomeCon, we're taking pictures with the fans at uh, Epic Photo Booth, and so I brought out the Wabba Jack. I brought out the staff. Shea Gorath, and to be honest, people would rather pose with those than me. Wow.
5: That's a pretty awesome outfit. Look at that. That's that's slick. That pretty is, fly. It's pretty damn fly if you ask so myself. How about you, Mike? What's the
4: latest and greatest? Um, well, um, actually um, my latest job is uh, just trying to think of something to do. I'm kind of retired and mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't um, had any work for a while, not because I haven't tried, but because I don't want to try. I'm tired and I'm old and I'm frail. Uh-huh. This I is feel- what ninjas Say when they're trying to cover their tracks. (laughs) If something comes along, I'll jump on it. I I certainly will, but only if it doesn't take too much effort on my part. I like to play music with friends, and I I see the ukulele. Yep, you're serenading
2: some of your fans. Can you play a little something
4: quick for us? Uh, A little quick. Uh, What we got? What do we got? What's a a quick one? Uh, tell you darling everything i say is a lie there ain't a single shred of truth in anything i've ever said it's all been pie in the sky i told you i was champagne charlie really i'm just six back Pete. i told you i roared around town on a harley but all i got to roaring is my two flat feet oh yeah the clothing and the cars were rented The names and the places all invented Baby, when I said it, I really, really meant it But everything I say is a lie Cue the horns and on from there Everything I say is a lie But I guess I'm just that kind of guy I told you I stayed at the Waldorf Astoria And I was a trader in stocks But really, I live at the Y in Peoria, and I only own three pairs of socks. I got the conscience of an alligator. I'm one pernicious prevaricator. I'll tell you something new or true or better, different later. Everything I say is a lie. Oh, but... There was one time I really told the truth This is a short one On the day, (laughs) well, I said I do It's almost over now (laughs) I know you don't believe me anymore I wouldn't if I were you So now you know the reason why all I ever gave you was an alibi Cross my heart and hope to die Everything I say is a lie, I really mean it Everything I say is a lie, and I'm not kidding Everything I say is a lie, just being honest Everything I ever told you Was just an outright bald-faced, big fat stinking La, lie, la, la, la,
5: Simon Sawyer's are on the Mike Rawson, wow. Well, guys, that was a musical masterpiece by Mike Rawson and, of course, Wes Johnson, voice actors extraordinaire, voice of Palooza. Thank you so much for talking with us to us here. Great being with thank you. you. Yeah. With, click on this and below the belt show. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. You. Yeah, that's uh, Complicated by Avril Lavigne, the classic cut. Of course, we also heard from um, a DMV legend in voice and acting in Wes Johnson and voice actor, Mike Rossum at awesome con. Um, always great talking to Wes Johnson. Uh, great guy. Very, very talented voice actor. <clears throat> so that was a uh, Amazon uh, boys talk but there's a couple more other cool things from Amazon coming out. One includes paper girls. This is a uh, graphic novel from image comics by Brian K. Paper Vaughan. Girls. you're like yes, you familiar. Yes. Uh, it's coming up. Uh, Amazon Prime, um, where Ali Wong and Riley Leigh Nellett play the adult and preteen version of the character Aaron Ting in the upcoming series. And if you didn't know what it's about, uh, basically, um, Aaron, Mac, Tiffany and KJ are newspaper delivery girls on their route after Halloween. They become caught in a crossfire. Between warring time travelers changing the course of their lives forever, transported into the future, these girls must figure out a way to get back home to the past, the journey that will bring them face to face with grown up versions of themselves. A little bit of Back to the Future uh, going on there, you know?
3: It's Back to the Future Meets Stranger Things.
5: Oh, okay. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. I, I is think- that series complete yet?
3: Or is it still going?
5: Are we talking about um, the Paper comic Girls? The comic, yeah. Oh, the comic, the Paper Girls comic. I think that's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think, I, I, I believe that it's much like Invincible. It, it's been <clears throat> finished for quite some time. I might be incorrect on okay. in that, but I, I have not seen it on the shelves yeah. at my local comic book shop in quite some yeah. time.
3: I wasn't sure if it was finished yet or
5: not. Yeah, I believe it is.
3: Okay.
5: Also, the Fallout TV series uh, will be on Amazon. They just added Kyle McLaughlin. Aaron Mok- <laughs> yeah, and Zaya Mendez-Jones as series regulars uh, Joining Walton Goggins and Ella Purnell uh, Of course, is based on the popular video game franchise Set in a world where the future envisioned by Americans in the late 1940s Explodes upon itself through a nuclear war in 2077 Holy smokes um, so we'll still have to see how the video game adaptations can be really hit or miss.
3: So, well, uh, it's Amazon they They, they, they have a pretty good track record. of making pretty good television. I can't think of anything on Amazon. That's like bad.
5: What was the uh, video game, uh, that you did not like video game adaptation. You talked about it on the show. Um, Resident evil. Was it the one it was starring the actor, um, uh, from orange is the new black who played the corrupt, um, officer um and you talked you said it was one of the worst things you've ever seen um because it's the ring not uh,
3: what was it called i mean you're making you're saying which video game magician is bad like that's a wide that's a wide margin
5: <laughs> you, we talked about it so passionately how much it was so horrible I, I
3: mean the most recent one i saw was resident evil welcome to raccoon
5: city Was um, that the one okay it may have been um yeah, it wasn't good. It also starred the actor that was in American Gods, Orange Is the New Black, Pablo Schreiber. I think is one of the leads in it. Oh, Halo. Oh, Halo, yeah. oh, oh yeah, fuck uh, Halo. Fuck Halo. That, show. That, that, show see that, that sucks. See, see that? The show that's the sucks. One. See that's the one. It, <laughs> it is so I,
3: fucking boring. I, see, tried to, I tried There you go. I tried to give it another chance and watch and watch the third episode. I was like. 20 minutes in, I was like, but, "Fuck this!"
5: But that wasn't. On, I uh, do not have Amazon. the patience for this yeah. crap.
3: <laughs> that, that show was boring. They didn't even get to the Halo ring by the end of the first season. Why is it yeah. called Halo if you're not going to go to Halo?
5: <laughs> like, what? What's the point? The ring. That's where the ring reference I was thinking of. Yeah,
3: oh yeah, the, the yeah, the ring world. Yeah. Just, yeah. The, the the honest trailer for that show is. Right. Perfect. Yeah. And
5: did you honest. know that Amazon is doing a free TV? Um, subsidiary of amazon called amazon freebie kind of cheesy but their first effort will be a reboot of who's the boss the 1980s sitcom starring tony danza and Lisa milano uh now in development of amazon freebie um where they'll reprise their roles in a reboot quill <laughs> as both of them will be joining uh isn't uh, the
3: wonder you supposed to be that too
5: yeah that technically is as well yeah yeah because uh Fred Savage was the showrunner of that.
3: Yep. Although he got fired recently.
5: He got yeah, he got uh fired for some uh mm-hmm. uh alleged me too. Um inappropriate, asshole. inappropriate conduct on set. Um yeah, sadly that did happen. Um what a dick. <laughs> what did you say what a dick? Um also um on paramount plus because that's where halo halo's on the paramount plus network right yeah yeah um Ta- taylor sheridan uh who's like one of the busiest men in show business um is going to be show running lioness uh and that's paramount plus oh, yeah. Plus. and excited for the dmv actors that will hopefully be a part of this amazing i'll awesome probably be working show. on
3: lioness at some point
5: that would be great so that's great and another speaking of television an amazing actress from Vancouver, British Columbia, joining us here, uh, joining us Americans here <laughs> on <laughs> Below the Belt show. You can see her on a great show um, called Motherland Fort Salem uh, on Freeform. The amazing, the beautiful and talented um, Catherine Lohagquist. Uh I hope I'm pronouncing that name properly.
7: Lohagquist. Yep. That's me. Okay. Catherine
5: Lou Haggis, CLH in the house. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm sorry Um, I'm
3: shoving food in my mouth. I didn't eat dinner tonight. Oh. I I didn't eat dinner, so I'm I'm finishing up now. What you
1: got
5: to do? Got to do what you got to do. So um, Petra Bellwether, um, and uh, I got a chance to check out your show today, Catherine. And wow, I guess I'm a little late to the game, but now I got two seasons to uh, catch up on because you made me a fan of the show. Oh,
7: well, thank just you based
5: that. on on what i've seen on your first two episodes of season three
7: thank you thank you yeah, yeah. we're really excited for how this season's going to roll out we were yeah. grateful that Preform let us know that it would be our final season so we know that it uh we able, were able to wrap it up and make it really a great ride for the fans
5: that's true because there's nothing worse than a series ending with loose ends and right. um do you feel that uh that everything will be tied together by the time we see the end of the series.
7: Yeah, yeah, I think it. It. Uh, I think it will satisfying. be a satisfying ride. Yes, that's it.
5: Yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, what's great about uh, your character? Very strong, military character. Um, um, although you're um, uh, a recurring, um, but you're you're very prominent in, in this season, and um, a mentor to uh, one of the main witches. Um, Abigail's playing your daughter yeah um wow, this is a really cool uh really uh, interesting uh, character that I'm seeing that you portraying and for a lot of women in general, I've noticed on this show yeah where the protagonists and uh, it really is women uh, the cast is, is majority comprised of women yeah. so this is the reality this is the world that we're we're seeing in in motherland, aren't we?
7: Yeah, I mean, there are definitely men in this world, um, but it's a world where the US Army is comprised of witches. That's what unfolded after the Salem witch trials ended and the witches and the government came to a peace accord. And so our powers are used in in defense and support of the United States. There are other witch armies around the world, but um, that power puts women in a very prominent leadership role in the nation. And I think that uh, is a very interesting framework through which many of the allegorical storylines uh, relate to what we're going through in society today.
5: I mean, you got to make your army strong, right? Why not? Why not uh, put witches in the army? Mm-hmm.
6: Right? I mean, casting been, spells. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's been action packed since season one. Uh, I'm still a little bit behind, so not quite to season three, but uh, I did watch all of season one, and it was a ride.
7: Thank you. Thank you. I've kind of described that season one was a roller coaster. Season two is, you know, like being fired from a cannon and season three is like being launched into space. (laughs) Launched
5: into space. Wow.
7: Not that space is part of the storyline. I don't want to mislead, but not literally, not literally. But (laughs) it definitely increases the velocity and and speed at which we move. So
5: so i've noticed these witches are very powerful um for those that haven't seen the series how would your witches compare to the hocus pocus sanderson sisters or like the sabrina teenage witch type witches and those sort how did these compare
7: they would have trouble keeping up in basic training
5: oh the 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 sanderson sisters and sabrina wouldn't make would have trouble
7: they, you know, they they do some fun things, some sweet things, but we right. uh, we we are we, we're, we're serious.
5: Yeah, I've noticed that. I noticed that their powers are, are just on a completely different scale. Different. After um, I've seen the two episodes, Simi, if you've seen an entire season, yeah. you can attest to their, the powerful nature of these witches.
6: Let's just say they um, they don't make women look powerful. They make witches look like women so they are powerful yeah
1: wow is, okay yeah
6: i'll
1: take that it,
5: <laughs> that's very very interesting and another interesting uh thing i noticed in episode two catherine is uh president um kelly uh played by cheryl lee ralph
7: Yeah, president kelly wade
5: yeah Wellie wade yes president kelly wade uh uh, and, uh, Cheryl Lee Ruff, I got a chance to meet with her, uh, meet her, uh, at an event in, in Washington. Um, lovely woman. Uh, what was it like working with her?
7: Oh, she is just such a living legend who d- is timeless and filled with grace. She was, it was just such a wonderful opportunity to work with her. I've been a fan of her work for my entire career. And so yeah. getting to, to share time, space and stories with her was definitely a highlight.
5: Certainly so. Certainly so. Now, it's interesting that she plays the 45th president.
7: You caught that, did you?
5: Yeah, I caught that <laughs> on the episode. Was that intentional? Oh, yeah. Uh, intentional hit the Trump.
7: <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there is nothing that is without specific intent on this show. So. Right.
5: <laughs> and um, and I, I saw this. Yeah. Someone noted on another interview that I watched with you, uh, Catherine, that there's – all women of color are in power, particularly you're seeing that, that we're showing the president and yourself, the general of the army. Um, what are your thoughts on 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 that aspect?
7: I I find it normalizing. I think that I think we you know we right. it it is not a surprise to a woman of color for a woman of color to be in power. Right. It, I think it's it's surprising for other people to find that. Um, to be a, a remarkable thing to me it's just it's normal life
5: it's kamala but, harris too if you think for, of her <laughs> it's it's but right
6: for, for that to take place there has to be a dynamic between the actors the writers and the people that are in charge on the show can you tell us a little bit
7: about that well it's a very collaborative it was a very clever i'm still not used to it being done so it was a very collaborative environment <laughs> mm-hmm. um we were you know we got I explained our story arcs and and how the seasons were going to progress um in story meetings which was really awesome um, the directors who we chose were often um working with us for multiple episodes so that was that was nice because you got to build a rapport with them creatively um, and there was what i love is the form that our our magic takes and in fact if you watch all three seasons we never use the word magic it's always referred to as the work and the work comes from our ah, yeah and i think that that is also um, a specific tool um for discussing the role of women in society that the, our power comes from our voices and and that that's developed and always um enhanced through the storylines and how we've, we we talked with each other and how we we work with each other so
1: very cool.
5: And uh, two producers attached to this. I've, I've, wow. Will Farrell and Adam McKay. Were, were either of them on set when you worked?
7: Adam was, I think Adam was there first season. And I don't know that I was there when he was there. Um, uh, but I never got a chance to meet Will. I don't know that he ever came to set.
5: Oh, okay. But I we're think,
7: still super grateful that they, they got us going.
5: So. Yeah, they got you guys going. I mean, those are two huge names in our industry. Yeah. You know, Adam McKay recently, of course, Don't Look Up. And oh my God, who hasn't seen a Will Ferrell movie, right? God <laughs> <I mean, he's laughs> God. But I don't, I don't you know, they, they don't do too much comedy in, in, in your series. So not too much of the signature Will I Ferrell kept comedy. Hoping,
7: though. I kept hoping that there would be a way that that he was shelf
5: in our world, but didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, wow. So that's great. So, so it's coming up to a close. This is the final season. Um, do you, uh, where do you see the future of just the characters, um, post, do you think um, anything can happen as far as like a movie or spinoff or anything like that? Cause uh, I mean, the fans really love these characters.
7: Our fans are so invested in this world and yeah. that has been such a, an amazing gift to experience because mm-hmm. their, their support and their their commentary about each episode as it unfolds is just really fun to to be a part of. I know that Elliot Lawrence, who's the creator of the show has enough material for, a lot more exploration in this world. So I don't know if it if it will pick up where it left off if we were to okay. go home, but I know that even if the if we went prequel or sequel, it would still be a really interesting world to revisit and I would be really curious as to see where these characters evolved and what other aspects of this world we could Yeah.
1: Explore.
5: And you'd be on board for anything. I
7: would have, I would jump uh, in.
5: <laughs> totally.
7: You got to it be, would, right? I I, I, I i think that's what i'll miss most is the people we got to work with you know all the casts were really tight we had an amazing crew mm-hmm. uh, of technicians and artists who built this world that we got to play in and so any opportunity to revisit that world or working with those folks would be awesome wow so
5: catherine you have 140 some credits on your imdb in television film that that is amazing um starting with us uh, doing stand-in work on 21 jump street
7: Yeah, that was my first. I did a couple commercials before that, but that was my first time on a television show set. Yeah.
5: Wow. So you're quite the definition of a working actor, which I love. I love hearing. And um, so I guess out of those 140 credits, other than other than Fort Salem, obviously, because that's, you know, your current show. What what stands as the top of the list other than Fort Salem? Um.
7: I loved the opportunity to work with Jodie Foster on Elysium, it wasn't a huge role, but it was a great experience. She was just a really amazing professional to get to watch technically work and also just a really kind human and a real model of what it's like to lead a cast on a production. So that was really awesome. Um, I enjoyed working uh, on Once Upon a Time. I was in the first season and I played Cinderella's fairy godmother, which oh, for me is nice. the first time yes. I've ever been able to put on gold lame and feel, you know, all of the magic of dressing up that way. And and it was also a, a real departure in the canon of the fairy tales. It was it was a noted episode because of how that unfolded. So it was cool to be a part of that reshift as the show was getting its momentum. So those are two that stand out for me. Those were two really pivotal Opportunity. Okay.
6: Okay. Now I've got a question. Yeah. Um, how was the Stargate SG-1 set?
7: I had a great time. I had a great time. Um, you know, it. I. it's always interesting to join a show that has already been underway for so many years. So you can sort of see the shorthand that the cast and crew have with each other. And mm-hmm. it's sometimes a little trepidatious to, to sort of join because you know... You're very aware of things having been established before you get there, but they were very kind, very gracious, very welcoming. I had a good time. We were on location. I was in a military uniform, so there was no spanks involved that day, which is always, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was a win. <laughs>
5: Stargate, I mean, Supernatural, Fort Salem. Van H- Superman I mean, and Lois. Super- yeah. I've seen a, a, a theme of, of genre, sci-fi, superhero. What are your thoughts lot. on being a part of so much in this particular fandom?
7: I think all television is aspirational, but I, I love the way fantasy and science fiction often try and inspire us to... Our better selves to using technology and and diversity to 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 evolve in a better direction so i think that science fiction has played such a huge role in terms of where we've gotten to now in terms of our daily lives from our smartphones to even how we're having a conversation right now right That i i I find it exciting to be a part of that genre that's had such an impact on society and culture
5: it certainly has and let's not forget of course DC the universe and that's Superman and Lois Simi, mean, you mentioned that you recently played Dr. Kit Faulkner who has an alter ego of Rampage uh, how how was uh, that experience working on that show
7: It was fun again the, the, I love the the sort of reimagining of the the canon with you know them having kids and and just sort of mm-hmm. how they've they've expanded that world or changed it up and again sort of I think that's been really interesting taking traditional properties and breathing new life into them with with enhancing the worlds that they're set in so i had a good time going there and and working on that show yeah
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's,
5: it's certainly like the the new favorite on uh on the arrowverse um, of course some of the shows have ended like supergirl uh and arrow but it seems like uh, the superman and lois is uh kind of taking the the front the front of the line front burner right? yeah yeah front burner so that that's really exciting to be a part of that is so cool 140 credits also includes holiday films like angels in the snow and and uh vancouver is known for producing quite a few uh holiday films.
1: The you guys do christmas arrowverse
5: five. and christmas every canadian actor i've <laughs> I've interviewed <laughs> seems to do christmas and and Arrowverse or something. <laughs> yeah once
7: once the temperature gets going it's time to bust
5: out the park is yeah and that's a yeah. thing vancouver it's just such a beautiful place Thank you. i would love to visit someday it, 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 oh, it is been? i have never it's been gone. yet i i would love to go visit sometime i'd love to jo- jump on a set i'd love to go for work I would yes love to be there as yes a as an after.
6: american actor would love <laughs> to be there and work
5: yes yes
6: <laughs> absolutely absolutely
5: and i think um it seems like a great city for actors to to be be noticed and to work their way up would you would you, would you would you agree with that because a lot of people that are from vancouver they don't move to la or new york they stay in vancouver
7: no or or la seeks them out because we right much of not all of the work done in canada is is the same proportion and we do a lot for the american market in vancouver right toronto does a lot for the canadian market um and so there's a lot of work you could do there that might not get seen in the states so in terms of the transferability and the awareness that work and making yeah. builds. People people do end up working the coast a lot. I have a lot of friends who work down in, in Los Angeles. I, I love it here though and, and it keeps me busy. So I I'm quite happy with this size pond though Yeah. Spielberg came calling I would say of course. Right. Are there <laughs> space involved? Twenty one
5: Trump Street was Los Angeles, right?
7: No, 21 Trump Street was here.
5: What was, was no, 21
7: Jump Street? The series was here. The series, right? the movie they shot in the States. But the oh, the, series, okay, okay, right, right. The series ah, okay. Was shot
5: here. So, the bulk of your work has been um, in Canada. You haven't done much in stateside uh, yet, or yeah, have you
7: here? No, stuff done. that you see in the States, but uh, it's all shot here.
5: Oh, ah, okay, interesting.
7: That's an interesting idea. Uh, I uh, also heard there.
6: there's there's some really good programs to getting into acting i also noticed that you uh participate in some acting classes and stuff that you coach and stuff like that if you want to talk about that a little bit
7: sure i i do a lot of audition coaching and i also teach business of acting um and audition to full awesome. full-time students as well but my my site is the dramaclass.com and that's where people can find me if they're interested in finding out how to get into this crazy business
5: wow so what techniques do you uh, go into in your class
7: well i i believe that auditioning is its own art form like that is yes. a very different uh, skill set from from the way we work on a set and that there's a lot of technical aspects to it and so it's not just about authentically creating character it's about being of service to the script and knowing the technical elements of the sides you've been given as uh, pillars of your pitch and how you think a character could take shape. So I go into a lot of that. And I also believe strongly that a lot of actors focus on creativity and craft, but they don't necessarily focus on the commerce or the communication aspects about it. So I really try huh. to learn their view about being more in control of their career in a business that's often geared to to taking that control from you and making you feel like you have to wait for someone to call you. I think that there's a lot more Yes. Do we have to direct ourselves in our careers and make choices? Yeah. And build. I
6: already signed up for the newsletter.
5: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank
7: you.
5: That's great. So how how do you, what are your thoughts on the whole self tape phenomenon, which really started in the pandemic? And so what, what in my opinion, the, the for actors, one of the better things that come out of the pandemic is just more self tapes versus in person auditions.
7: I so it's funny because I. I really good friend of mine, she and I are having sort of a, a a difference of viewpoint on this right now because she feels that the the self tape removes a layer of connectivity between the artist and the casting director and 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 the opportunity to get those in the moment notes to the performance I on the other hand really love that self tapes are in some ways democratizing because they they can see far more people um in the self-tape format to to explore different ways to tell stories. And so I think that there's a lot more, especially I noticed with my coaching clients, opportunities that they are getting that they wouldn't get if they were needing to to get a slot to go in the room, but they can they can get those first credits under their belt because they're being seen at an earlier stage in their career. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the self-tape. I also like the fact that I can do it when my energy is high as opposed to when somebody yes. summons me
5: and you're sending your best take yeah, yeah. when you're when you're doing the in-person you, you it's it's live <laughs> you know you, uh, you're seeing you know what you see is what you get so there's no smoke and mirrors
7: <laughs> i'm a fan of it i think it, i think it will have an impact on on who gets to be a part of the stories we see and i think who we see informs what's normal to us and i think the more the diversity and the more inclusion of of different types of people in those stories has a positive impact on society so i'm a fan that is
6: definitely one of the best things that it has uh, sort of it hasn't completely leveled the playing field for inclusion right. but it has uh, brought the bar a lot lower
1: yeah yeah very
7: nice and i think it, as well because one of the things i've often heard is like oh we would have loved to have cast that that way but we couldn't find anybody like the self tape aspect allows people to be found from places that's great that, that might not be a production center. They can cast that net a little wider and they can yeah. add voices to the chorus that might not have been heard before. Yeah.
5: yeah, It's uh yeah, it's groundbreaking for sure. And I, has there ever been an audition that, that you would have loved to book? You were almost there, maybe you got pinned, maybe you got called back, but you didn't get.
7: And you and it was heartbreaking. Of of
1: and which course. one was
7: it? <laughs> oh, I'm a firm believer that my heartbreak doesn't mean that that role was mine. So, okay. I I I truly accept that what's mine flows to me and therefore that what what doesn't come to me wasn't meant for me. So, okay. I all, I I try and release those and not harbor them too much because I also believe that they were meant for the person who embodied them and that I would never want to take away from their joy from having got it. So, so I keep I keep those wounds to myself. <laughs> all right? Very fair. Very <laughs> That said, is there a dream
5: project uh, out there for you?
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
5: Whether yeah. it's a director, an actor that you want to work with, a, a genre that you haven't tackled yet?
7: Oh, I would... Previous to now, uh, historical pictures tended to focus on time periods where I really wasn't feeling comfort- feeling it wanting to to be a part of those stories. But I think that there's a real wave of historical stories that were about you know black wall street and like just times where there, you know where there were thriving societies in black culture that we haven't heard the stories from we only sort of hear how they ended and i would love to be a part of something that sort of captured the vibrancy of of some of those those um communities love it so i would love to be a part of something like that
5: that's awesome now um you were a part of the the 50 shades uh Franchise Fifty yes, Shades Freed and Dakota Johnson described making of Fifty Shades of Grey was psychotic. She said this in <laughs> Vanity Fair magazine. She said it's a very different version of the film that she thought she was going to make, and that El jeans had a lot of creative control. It's curious if you uh, mm-hmm. saw any of that chaos, chaos or psychoticness uh, on your set when in you were
7: no, because my scenes were very very. um, intimate my scenes were all with Dakota and she was lovely she was a true professional and a really young woman so I was just really delighted that everything just you know we didn't have a lot of moving parts to our scenes it was a you know pretty contained set and okay straightforward conversations we were having I played her doctor so yeah it wasn't uh, that there wasn't a there was not a lot of room for chaos. There was no stunt nurses or anything needing to, to burst through the door on fire. <laughs> like that. So we, we, we didn't have a lot of chaos or drama. in the days. Okay. Of the
5: world, so. For the scenes that you worked on, right? Okay. Yeah. Very, yeah. very good. Pretty um, yeah. Yeah. Very awesome. Um, so another cool thing that you do, you do it all, which is amazing. I mean, you're an actress, you're an educator, entrepreneur with bizbooks.net. Yes. Yes. So this is a resource for artists, actors to obtain um, books related to our craft. Absolutely. Yeah.
7: Artists run. Um, we were bricks and mortar from 96 to 2010. Okay. And uh, it, then we transitioned to our current format, which is online and on location. So we do, um, we ship online all over the world and we focus on materials for film, television, and theater artists. And, uh, and we, also do pop-up stores so we just had one this last weekend oh, cool. we railtown after studio and set up tables and brought all the books and we able to see a lot of our loyal customers from over the okay. years and show them what was new and exciting and and getting to, to yeah to that sort of clubhouse atmosphere that the bricks and mortar store was for so many years so it's a lot of fun I think-, I think
5: this is a great resource now why would a consumer want to go here over the typical amazon and barnes and noble
7: our product descriptions are second to none. Our product okay. descriptions for books are better than the publishers, in, in my humble opinion. Nice. Uh, and because of the lens through which we curate our selection, we are actors, writers, directors, all of us who work in the operation are, are connected to the outcome of these materials being selected for folks. So we yeah, offer that it. expertise through how we how we put things together
5: and, and i love how you have little uh articles like top seven books for screenwriters for instance which uh is very helpful for yeah. for the uh the aspiring or current screenwriter you know yeah. and uh and value a little, add yeah so it's a little uh not only is it an advertisement for the books but it definitely um you know lists them in a way that uh, the consumer could say okay that's a top book you know and And uh, I think that's really, really impressive. Very cool. Thank you. Wow. So, Catherine, what else is next? Uh, Fort Salem um, ends with this current season. Yep. um, And uh, we still have a lot more episodes left.
7: Yeah. We just had Uh, episode two last night, so we're... we're Right. Um,
5: And uh, I've heard you're on set, and um, I don't know if you're allowed to say what you're working on now,
1: but...
7: I'm working on a feature film. I was saying, can I say anything? And they've asked me not to until they can get the description done. So I have to respect that. But it's it's a project, and I'm I'm grateful to to have a new. You know, when something ends, especially something that you've loved being a part of, you're always a little trepidatious about what the next feel like. And this feels great. So I'm really happy that I'm I'm able to sort of transition to another lovely, nice work family.
5: Well, when you're able to talk about uh, we'd love to have you back. Uh, oh, I'm sure it's an amazing film. You've Every project you've been a part of, just looking at your credits, just seems awesome.
7: Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. Happy to share it with you when the time comes.
5: Absolutely. So, Catherine, before we let you go, if you could, let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for uh, Motherland Fort Salem. Let us know you're on Below the Belt show and whatever you want at the end.
7: Okay i'm catherine law headquist i'm i play petra bellwether on motherland fort salem and i've had so much fun being here on the below the belt so thanks for having me ty
5: yes that was awesome and we're gonna do a snapshot of one two and smile <laughs> there it goes thank you so awesome. much catherine you're very lovely and very talented thank oh, you so yeah. much for joining
6: us catherine before you leave, can you tell the fans where they can follow you and the friends where they can support you? Ah, yeah, that's a good one.
7: Ah, okay. so uh, uh, Motherland TV is the show's uh, Instagram handle. Mine is the Cat l h for law so the cat lh. Um, my website is catlh.com, and my businesses are bizbooks.net and the Thank you so much.
5: Thank Cat you. LH. That's a little right. easier to say than the full
7: name. Right? Not only <laughs> like the word, the letter salad, that is my, my two word last name. <laughs> I
5: had a little tongue twister in the beginning, but I got it now. It's Cat LH. <laughs> <laughs> Cat, thank you so much for joining us here on BTV. Thank Have a good you. Night. Have a great night. Bye-bye.
7: Bye-bye,
5: Dan. Wow. That was an awesome interview. Cat LH from Motherland Fort Salem, Simmy, you got through the first season, so uh, you, you you must yeah. love the show. Yeah,
6: yeah. it uh, it starts off pretty powerful with uh, witches, and it it just keeps going.
5: Awesome! Yeah. So you're gonna definitely watch season three and finish the story arc.
6: Yeah, I, I think I'm I think I'm invested enough into it that I gotta finish it out.
5: Awesome! I'm actually so happy that you uh, you're a fan of the show. It added so much. Uh, to our interview with Catherine, so thanks. That's, that just, just so happened that you're a fan of the show. So it kind of worked out right really well. Um, only a couple more things, and we're done for tonight, guys. Wow. So we were just talking about Lioness, um, uh, which is a tail um Taylor <laughs> Sheridan um show. He will be showrunner for it, and uh, it's gonna be shooting in Baltimore and surrounding areas. And that's not the only show, guys. As you mentioned earlier, both Jesse and And, Simi, we have Lady in the Lake on Apple TV+, Plus, which is uh, pretty awesome. Some big news with that is that Moses Ingram from Obi-Wan Kenobi, Reva herself, uh, will be replacing Lupita Nyong'o, who I guess it wasn't made public why she decided to bail out. Maybe you have an inside scoop, Simi. But uh, Moses, who's a Baltimore girl, she went to Baltimore School for the Arts, you know, kicked ass in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and now she's going to be uh, back in her hometown shooting uh, the series, uh, Lady in the Lake. What do you know about Lupita uh, leaving the show?
6: Uh, yeah, so nothing. Nothing. I just know that this uh, a lot of the production has been a little bit of a cluster. Wow. And, uh, they're, they're muddling through it.
5: Muddling through it, but they found a great replacement, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, We got to be happy I mean, about that. I can't wait to see what she she brings to it. Uh, it's an interesting story to begin with. Okay. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be good to see what happens here.
1: Yeah,
5: it's going to be a limited series. Takes place in 1960s Baltimore. An unsolved murder uh, pushes housewife and mother Maddie Schwartz, played by Natalie Portman, to reinvent her life. As an investigative journalist and sets her collision course with Cleo Sherwood, who was played by Moses Ingram, hardworking woman juggling motherhood. Many jobs and a passionate commitment to advancing Baltimore's black progressive agenda. So there you go. Um, that's two big series that's going to be here in Baltimore. Um, you know, Just coming off the wheel in the city um so let's continue to get more more productions here in the dmv let's just uh hope that uh that trend continues kind of like the the highlight was really veep and house of cards that was like mm. the big highlight because th- those were multiple season they shot concurrently and it brought a lot of work those those years so hopefully we'll be seeing a resurgence of that so um uh, what else is on apple tv well we got um Gugu mbatha ra if you remember her, from Loki. Um, she's got um, a psychological thriller series called Surface. She plays a woman named Sophie who suffered a traumatic head injury that left her with extreme memory loss. And apparently um, she attempted uh, to commit suicide. Uh, but now she's trying to put, put her pieces of life back together. And she's trying to question whether or not... Um, you know the truth is what she's being told so obviously when you forget every, forget anything forget everything you know from a from some kind of traumatic injury you know if people want to undo things they can easily undo things i guess right because they don't fucking remember i guess <laughs> i don't know um people that have wronged her i guess i guess it could be that could make a very very interesting interesting series so we'll have to see how that is um Apple's also trying to get into, like, the Bridgerton Gilded Age type of show, and they have an eight-episode drama um, with a Pulitzer Prize-winning author Edith Wharton's first novel, The Buccaneers, with Christine Froseth, Alicia Bowe, Josie Tota, Emojin Waterhouse, Mia uh, Therapleton. I think i'm only familiar with christine froseth all, all those names but um but yeah re- revolves around um, a, a bunch of fun loving <coughs> girls who exploded into a tightly corseted london season in the 1870s c- kicking off an anglo-american culture clash americans in england in the 1870 okay um if you're a fan of Jason Momoa's Sea, that will be finished after the third season. Haven't seen it. I'm a fan of Jason Momoa's. He's a great Aquaman.
3: The show uh, has not gotten great reviews. So it it has not got great out. reviews. No, so.
5: it, probably I haven't
3: made it past the first season. I think probably. I watched an episode and I was like, no, not for me.
5: It, yeah. Probably time to let that one go, right? Let it go. It ain't worth
3: it.
5: <sighs> and also show's uh, ending includes Hulu's Woke, which i guess they the the catchphrase go woke go broke but sadly uh this show um, not a good
3: title for a show
5: it's not a good title i mean it just it was it's you're you're instantly pressing people's buttons with it, right exactly thank you so lamorne morris says keith he's a black cartoonist on the verge of mainstream success when an uh, unexpected incident changed everything and then yeah apparently um after second season yeah it didn't didn't impress, although Rose McIver, who's in her series in that series is gonna move on to um her next project called ghosts on c b s um so she was able to quickly move on to her next project um where a woman inherit- inherits an old mansion and begins to see and hear its long dead former residents
3: oh yeah, I've seen a few episodes that's both yeah. Fun. Yeah, the British version is much better than the American yes. version. Yes. you see yes. the British it is version? It's so better. much better. It's but you haven't so seen the American version yet. Yes. Yeah, the dry humor of, of Britain is far more interesting to me.
5: Okay. Yeah, the American version is already out? Yeah, it's out. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Another show that's ending is Snowpiercer. Yeah, mm. that's coming to an end. Um, of course, that's based on the Bong Joon-ho film of the same name um we had one of the actors here on the show i believe earlier this year um but yes one more final season Um, i guess
6: that means it's coming right up to the movie right (laughs) it's
3: not a prequel it's 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 a re-adaptation
6: of this yeah it's not it's not a prequel yeah well the first the first season was (laughs) the first season was okay
5: (laughs) But its upcoming fourth season will uh, that's in production will be the last one.
3: You can only do so much when you only have like four locations. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't do that train,
5: much. train. And then, yeah, everywhere in between. <laughs> yeah, you're
3: kind of stuck.
5: <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Number 19, the Me Too News this week. R. Kelly sentenced uh, to 30 years in prison. Good. Uh, yeah, right? Um, for his conviction uh, conviction. Uh, his conviction for exploiting his stardom and wealth uh, uh, on de- decades and decades to lure women and underage girls um, for sex um, and uh, racketeering, sex crimes—you uh, name it. Um, yeah, thirty years. That I think that's an appropriate sentence. Um, apparently, he did not speak during the hearing, and he okay, I mean, not, nine <laughs> all accusations. Did not speak but denied accusations. I mean, speak to defend yourself, right? But nonetheless, the truth uh, um, has been revealed. Um, Also, the other scumbag also sentences Ghislaine Maxwell twice for facilitating uh, Jeffrey Epstein and sexually abusing underage girls. Um. Yeah. Did anybody was, else
3: get caught at all,
5: or did she not talk? She was despicable, talk? and that's the thing we want to know who's in that rolodex. Right. There are some high-profile names. Did
3: she not we, say who was in
5: that that's rolodex? The
1: thing. We,
5: we, I guess she wasn't. I guess it wasn't. I guess it's hearsay. I guess I, I don't know, but no names were revealed. Um. Yes. But she did apologize. Th- uh, to the victims for the pain they experienced um and said that um Jeffrey Epstein was central to the scheme um blah 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 um so there you go
6: yeah apologize uh, blame it on somebody else
5: yeah right, exactly yes. yeah. and of course Kevin Spacey the other scumbag will be uh, the focus of a docu series called Spacey Unmasked from director Kira Phillips uh, charting the actor's rise and fall among his uh, sexual misconduct Number 20. (laughs) Who cares? Number 20. um, Yes. uh, The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Although we are not a political show, uh, celebrities tend to be very vocal about their opinions. Um, Melissa Milano, who's one of the the spearheads on that, Hmm. said banning abortion will disproportionately impact people of color, LGBTQ communities, people struggling to make ends meet, young people and those living in rural areas. George Takei says, America, I weep for you. Michelle Obama says, My thoughts are with the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Even Stephen King chimed in. It's the best Supreme Court the 19th century has yet yeah. produced. A little sarcastic joke there. Uh, and except it also, it's
6: not a joke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is really bad.
5: Yeah. yeah. And um, had she been alive, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, very. Um, would be very vocal about this as well because she had made statements about it too.
3: She was one of the last ones holding the line on trying to holding keep that the thing line. And then yep. when she died, Trump put in Kavanaugh, that piece of shit.
5: Kavanaugh and then the, the other woman, right? Um,
3: uh, camera, Amy, camera Amy, Comey. Amy, Amy, Amy Cov- yeah, right? Comey. Who yeah, was yeah. in no way qualified to be on that court. Right. <laughs> yeah. None of them are qualified to all, be on that court. And they
6: all lied. Lie. Oh, well, they all lied. Yeah, yeah.
3: Of, course they, of course they did. Yeah, I
6: mean, you yeah. know, what religious? The menace? only other, only other job you can lie and still keep your job is a weatherman.
5: Mm. Oh, a politician? You can lie and keep your job
6: uh, <laughs> until the next term. Right? Not, not, not in the interview. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
5: So this is interesting. Uh, full House star Jody Sweeten shoved by an L.A. Police Department yeah. officer while attending a rally protesting the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, which effectively ended uh, Federal pr- uh, protections of abortion rights And there's a video um, Of the incident making rounds online And Did you see the that officer is gra- I haven't seen it yet Have you?
6: Yeah uh, you saw he, he shoved her pretty good
5: Shoving, grabbed her, pushing her And she falls yeah. forward to the ground um, The protesters Saying what the fuck is wrong with you guys No justice, no peace, etc Um but there's uh, major companies that are willing to provide employees uh seeking abortions for I guess if they live in a state that doesn't allow abortions, they can they are willing to cover their travel costs. Netflix yeah, so the problem
3: is you have to come back to that state and they can file murder charges against you.
6: Right. What? And the contro- the yeah. controversy there is that these Corporations are providing money for the employees to travel, but they're also donating to the people who are trying to uh, pull these laws and put new ones in place. So yeah, there's a and conflict of interest there. Whoa,
1: and the problem
3: on. is, th- this is still they still would qualify it. Certain states, especially right wing states in the middle of America, they qualify it as murder. Even if you go to another state to get the abortion, when you come back, they can still charge you. They
5: the can still system. charge. They can and, still charge.
6: Does not protect
3: you.
5: Huffle does not protect you. I didn't see. I
3: didn't because know that. Because it's federally. Because because Roe v. Wade is gone. That's that's irrelevant now.
1: Wow.
3: Told you this is bad. This is very very bad.
5: It's like The Handmaid's Tale.
3: Well, yeah. If you look at the flashbacks of The Handmaid's Tale, when you know society is beginning to crumble, this is li- we're literally living through that moment right now.
5: Holy shit. Now, there's only been one celebrity that voiced positively about the overturn, and that's who was it? Glenn Jacobs, better known as Kane from WWE, who is, yeah, he's the who mayor of Knox. Shit? He's the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Um, he said Roe v. Wade has been overturned. This clears the way for states like Tennessee to pass stronger protections for the unborn and is an answer to a prayer for so many. Hashtag right to life. Hashtag victory.
3: It's always religious motherfuckers And I'm
5: fucking um, sick of it um, And of course Wrestling fans and, and just people in general Have you know, Voiced their opinion on his statement saying WWE please never have Kane Return to TV again it's a real shame he chose a monster Inside and outside the ring um, Yeah so um, And wrapping up here our well wishes go out To Travis Barker of Blink 182 He's in Cedars-Sinai I uh, had emergency um health issues due to pancreatitis due to a recent um colonoscopy um so uh yeah hopefully he will be okay he his last tweet um this morning was god save me so we really hope that travis is going to be okay um due to his pancreatitis um certainly has good hands at the cedar sinai medical center and of course he just got married um to courtney kardashian yes courtney kardashian one of the kardashians
6: and i think his uh right after that i think his daughter reached out and was asking for prayers for the yeah yeah
5: oh god sounds kind of serious i really hope he's going to be okay i
6: mean yeah apparently he was in a lot of pain all
5: right well hopefully he'll be okay But we do have, sadly, some um, celebrities that have passed away, including actress Mary Mara, who uh, sadly drowned while swimming at the age of 61. She was on Law & Order. Ray Uh, Donovan,
3: I think, wasn't
5: she? Was she in Ray Donovan as well? I think she was in
3: Ray Donovan.
5: Okay. Yeah, that's really, really sad. We were just talking um, last year about Naya Rivera. was the last uh, high-profile celebrity to die from drowning. also, a young comedian um, named Nick Nemeroff. Um, no cause of death yet revealed. He's only 32 years old. Um, he's a Canadian comedian. Um, apparently, uh, very. Um, Chloe Feynman of Saturday Night Live called him one of the greats. Um, Sarah Sherman referred to Nemeroff as one of the funniest and sweetest guys ever. So uh, he was, uh, yeah, very well liked in the. the comedian circuit the comic circuit um and uh also uh steve flickinger tony award-winning uh for producing dear evan hansen um also the lion king on broadway died suddenly in his home in uh, laguna beach um these 62 so rest in peace and with death, we celebrate life for those uh, another year around the sun Gary Busey, happy birthday Gary Busey 78 wow. Comedian Richard Lewis is 75 Actress Maria Conchito Alonso 67 um, Melora Hardin from The Office Is 55 Nicole Scherzinger from The Pussycat Dolls 44, Colin Jost A Saturday Night Live And uh, a lucky bastard Because he married Scarlett Johansson <laughs> He's 40 <laughs> uh, Lily Rabe, American Horror Story is 40 and Camila Mendez, who we heard in the opening promo with Lily Reinhart. He's 28. Probably one of my most high-profile in-person interviews was the cast of the Riverdale. So hmm. we got them before they became huge. That's- <laughs> <laughs> get them before. That's the thing. I interviewed Austin Butler. The chances of me interviewing Austin Butler now are very slim. But, you know, it's, you, know you never know who, who you get to talk to who you know next year they'll be doing like crazy crazy things you know so so that's it man that wraps up another amazing episode this has been a fun show man thank you uh, so much jesse fresco aka hardcore bloodshot Mm. of course the one and only simi terrell videographer photographer stand-in actor Craft services expert, the list goes on and on. And
6: and don't forget Filmmaker,
5: yeah. Oh, Filmmaker, Filmmaker as well. Yeah. Are you yeah. going to be doing anything for the upcoming Baltimore 48-hour film project or Richmond film project?
6: You know, the last time I did something for the uh, Baltimore 48 uh, coincidentally was uh, 2020, and okay. we did a film on uh, abortion. Oh, and okay. Yeah, and it was it was basically a uh, young woman was faced with an impossible choice, and it was set in a dystopian future where women didn't have the right to choose. So,
5: it's kind of like art imitating life. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. A rough. Do you have a link? I I need to see that. <laughs> if you have a link, I will <laughs> see it. Yeah, I'll
6: I'll, I'll send it send over. Send it to, to me. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be working with uh, an award-winning team from the DC 48-Hour um, Film Project for the Baltimore 48-Hour Film Project, um, Barkhada DMV's The House Guest. Uh, was hap- I was so happy to be a part of that great great short film for 48, which won honorable mention for Acting Ensemble, Best Use of Line, and Audience Choice Awards. So uh, those are some greatest distinctions, and can't wait to be working with the team upcoming. So... Uh, uh jesse any last minute plugs your uh, other podcasts you have a lot of other
1: podcasts oh yeah
3: um well we have film rescue show it's still going um we're going to be doing i think dark knight rises pretty soon be going into that piece of crap um (laughs) uh also we have split the difference we compare originals and remakes um i think we're doing assault on precinct 13 this weekend um we have another show called Two Whatever's Way Up," where we just talk about stuff we want to talk about. We just did a discussion on Obi Wan and how we all thought, "Meh, it's, <laughs> it's fine." It's fine. It's nothing amazing. You it's fine.
1: Same um, what you
3: said here. <laughs> yeah. and uh, my close friend Hope uh, has a show called Mind Brain Movies, where we discuss films from a psychological perspective. Uh, we've done, um, uh, we did Chasing Amy, and also the film Perfect Blue. Uh, we're going to be discussing Fight Club this weekend.
5: Oh, great films, right there, yeah. man.
3: And the psychology of how that fucked up an entire generation of men that thought that that's how a man's supposed to behave. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Fight Club <laughs> no. really did not age well at all.
6: No. No. no not
3: really. I'll None have to rewatch the, it. Yeah, the book or the film do are, have, are not good.
5: I, I don't. I can't think of them off, Think of them off the top of my head, but I, as soon as I watch, I'll know probably what you're referring to. The, um, it's Ed,
3: Ed Norton and Brad Pitt. Oh, the I know time, the movie. Yeah, yeah.
6: So I You'll just, know uh, why it didn't
3: age well when you watch right. You're like, yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, this is not good.
6: As right. soon as you start watching it again, you, it'll immediately yeah. hit.
3: You'll be like, wow, okay. this is really mean-spirited and cruel and gross and nasty and horrible. It's like, yeah, fuck all these people. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and uh, Jesse, I think I'm going to steal the name that you said at the beginning even though you were referencing that you just worked on Oh, Worked, Seven Days of Night. I think that's going to be the name of my next horror that I shoot.
3: Well, there is a there is a comic called 30 Days of Night.
6: Nah, I just need seven. <laughs>
3: okay.
5: Seven Days of Night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you like that, huh? It gets yeah, a creativity I think there. Good. Seven Days yeah. of Night. It's all yours. Well, <laughs> closing out tonight's show in a uh, on-location pre-recorded interview, we have a lot of Awesome Con content, Jesse. Uh, very cool con. Jesse, you did not attend Awesome Con this year, did you?
3: No, because I was up in Salem. It was literally the day before AwesomeCon. I went up to Salem. so right. I, didn't, I was not there. Okay.
5: Well, closing out the show, my interview with actor Kel Mitchell from Good Burger fame. There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, that superhero film, Mystery Men. Um, and of course, <laughs> also uh, Deliciousness on MTV. So I get to talk to Kel Mitchell on a fun interview. Closing out tonight's show, guys. So on behalf of our amazing panel jesse hardcore bloodshot fresco simi terrell our guests our celebrity guest katherine lowe hagquist i'm al celebrity soto we will see you guys next week until then peace all right guys We are here at AwesomeCon 2022. Yes. Actor extraordinaire Cal Mitchell. What's happening, brother?
8: Man, just
5: getting started, right? Yeah, so you're just getting the vibe, so it's it's getting
8: started.
5: (laughs) How does it feel uh, to be back in Washington, D.C., our Um, nation's capital? Gotta love D.C.,
8: man. A lot of good people, a lot of good cosplayers out here. We had Mm -hmm. fun. Last time I was at AwesomeCon a few years ago. So, uh, yeah, man, good to be back.
5: Yeah. Nice, nice. So, if you could choose a cosplay, Mm -hmm. what would you cosplay as and why?
8: No, if I could cosplay, what do I cosplay as? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Or, or man, maybe what your favorite fandom? Is. You know what I mean? A uh, repairman. Man. That was a character from all that that Yes, I that's yeah. right. <laughs> so I would do Man or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would yeah. be pretty, pretty dope, pretty dope. Yeah. Well, what are your favorite fandoms? My favorite fandoms? Uh, I love Spider-Man. Nice. Uh, I love a lot of anime. Uh, you know, uh, Titans, that's a good one. Uh, oh, dude, that's dope. Old school Akira, you know what yes. I mean? Uh, Transformers, you know, we could just go on. I just, a whole bunch of stuff, man. Okay. I love seeing, you know what I mean? Yeah.
5: Now, which of those uh, particular fandoms would you love to be a part of on camera oh, as on an camera? actor, yes.
8: Oh, yeah, man. Throw uh, it out to all those do... producers out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther, we could do yes. that. Uh, I see all you all walking around with Dark Horse Comics uh, tags on, so yes. Mystery Man, I was in that movie. Yes. Uh, Mystery Man, I had blonde hair in that, I played Invisible wow. Boy. Uh, so, yeah, I was already a superhero, so, yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah. so dope, yeah. man. Yeah, so shout out to Mystery Man, shout out to Ben Stiller, uh, that was awesome time doing that. Yeah. yeah. Now, has, has there been yeah. any talk about... Um, a sequel for Good Burger. Um, it's been a lot of talks. Let me just tell you, you all are going to be very happy really soon. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. That would be dope. Now, where yeah. do you see the storyline going? I can't <laughs> tell you that, man. I can't tell <laughs> you We're going to focus on maybe I your tell, kids. You, <laughs> you got to wait. You'll see. You'll see. Well, I think that's really,
5: really exciting, man. Thank you, man. So, we'll be say? It's in the development process. It's in the development process. Whoa, yeah. dude. <laughs> How cool is that, man? Kelly Mitchell's. You heard it here first, man. In development possibly. Well, let's talk about some of your more recent projects. Okay. Um, one of them being uh, Adventures and Christmasing. Yes. Yes. How do you like doing those holiday movies? <laughs> I love doing the holiday
8: movies, man. Yeah. They're super, super fun, man. I did that with VH1. Uh, mm-hmm. We did that this year with me and Kim Fields. Uh, mm-hmm. Super awesome. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, Adrian Holmes, who plays uh, Dr. Phil on uh, The mm-hmm. New Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Wow. Really good friend of mine. So we did that together, man, and it was uh, it's a super awesome movie, man. Romantic rom com. We love rom coms. Yeah. Rom coms are fun, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 very yeah. very cool. Yeah. Now, um, um what's your friendship uh, with Keenan lately? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you guys still hang out, chill all the time, man. Yeah. Uh, we brought uh, all that back. We produced the executive producer, it, brought it back in 2019. Oh, uh, and wow. we always still hang out. That's my buddy, man. So uh, yeah, we produce, we write together, we hang out. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, as you know, four yeah.
5: uh, SNL cast members uh, have yeah. left. Um, I'm wondering if uh, maybe you've reached out, <laughs> join your boy, <laughs> join your boy on SNL. I'm busy on.
8: Deliciousness, that's my new show oh. on, on MTV Deliciousness, uh, yes tell, on us. With, uh, tell us Tiffany, about it Tiffany Thiessen Tim oh, sweet. Uh, we're doing that on MTV, super excited about it <laughs> Tiffany Thiessen, wow, it's yeah, another man. great name we're in our actually third season, you gotta catch up on my stuff man, I oh, think fuck. you need to probably read some stuff <laughs> to catch up <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still pretty dope nonetheless Cal, Yeah. still man. pretty dope
5: Yeah. thanks well, Anyways, man. Uh, we love talking to Cal Mitchell no here, no doubt man Awesome Con 2022 want to come here, peace out